We got a hook, line and sinker, and some water. Oh, sounds good, mate. Let's just go down to the bank and do our thing. All right. Because it's so natural just doing what we order. It makes a body want to sit right up and sing. It don't get lonesome. We got the dog to talk to. Yeah, not a bad sort of mother. And you know, he don't scream a name. Well, the best he can do is whine. Just rob the dog and no wives. They can't get us, mate. And the sharks out here ain't as bad as the humankind. And we got a lot of time now Oh, what a feeling Just a wet line And dream that time away We dream one day We'll get that great big boomer Oh, mate, I just want a feeling I don't mind if he gets away Well, I do Well, I don't Oh, my friends don't go fishing They got to stay at home They ain't Mates who just love to hear those stories. You know about that great big monster, the one that always seems to get away. But all I ever do is just hear those stories. It's a great game fishing. Shame they can't come out to play. <laughs> oh. Welcome and a good morning to the 4K1G Fishing Show on this beautiful, and it is a beautiful Saturday morning today. Morning, Marty. Oh, Gazza, good morning. How are you, my man? I'm fantastic. How good is that out there? Got beautiful. Up. I am actually starting to appreciate the fact that Dave decided not to reblind the windows because... Um, the sun's moved around now, so... Yes, and I've, uh, you, have, you respect Mother Nature. She's beautiful. We're looking at tin louvers, mate. 
and a big building. Don't ruin the moment, Gary. All right, sorry. There is one tree I can see, and it is not moving. I know. What are your plans for the weekend? Uh, I'm getting all my fishing gear ready for the Hinchinbrook Barracomp next Friday, Saturday. Well, the rest of the fleet is at Hinchinbrook. Yeah, they're already there. They need it, mate. People like myself mm-hmm. don't need to go there a week before. Yes. And look around. Cause yep, you can catch zero well, today yeah. and zero so, next yeah. week. So, could you imagine? I have a feeling yeah. you're going to have a cracker. I, I don't want to. You never look, know, mate. I'm not going to put my favourite marble on it, but. <laughs> I reckon you might just have a cracker. Yeah, oh, it'll be fun, mate. But you know, you're dead right, Marty. Why? Don't laugh. I watched uh, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Porn stars, and there was a, a marble, and um, yes, it, and it sold for seventeen thousand. I look at the marbles I had when I was a kid, my mm-hmm. cat's eyes and beach balls yeah, yeah. and all that, and you sort of go, "Geez, I wish I still had that bag." Oh, indeed. Anyway, please carry Sorry. on. Sorry. Yeah. Why? Uh, why frustrate myself for five days and then fish two days in a comp? I will just frustrate myself for two days in the comp. No, I think you're going to do all right. You might land a. Uh, a uh, look, anyone can be you lucky never, enough to hook a big one. Well, you never know, mate. And we know that's Hinchinbrook because um, how often do you turn up to one snag? Mm. Um, Nothing there. Ten minutes later, it lights up. So I like your theory. You know, give the barriers a go. If they don't work after a while, go and chase a prize. Go, go, go and troll for Trevelli. I did it. Yeah, that's it's fishing with Kayleen. So imagine um, that Trevelli in the comp that I nailed up at Hinchy Brook a couple of weeks ago. That thing was a horse. Yeah, but if someone catches five, five at thirty centimeters, you get pipped. Well, you know what? I, I still would have won it that day, I reckon, because I caught about another eight. Oh, how good are they? Yeah, yeah. But I not mean, that size. That was, what was that, eight, nine kilos? He's a good size, mate. He was a thumper. Out of the timber. It makes you think that, does it, was it sitting in the timber or was it at the end of the timber? Probably at the end of the Mind you, it hit me in the guts of it. Yeah, strange, isn't and it? And when it went through, it broke a snag and kept going. Kept going. They do too. Oh. Busy day today on the show. It's a Marlin show today, and yes. I'm just watching Bergie on the telly there beaking a uh, a little black little Marlin. Little haven't seen it. What it is? Under Gee, the... I hope he drags it in the boat by the gaff to have a proper look at it. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be nice. He's taking his time, but yeah, we're going to do a little um, chat about Marlin fishing and how to set your boat up and what bait to use. And for, for those that are wondering what I said then, that was going back to a little segment that we had last week that Gaz and I were talking about. Joking. Joking, yes. So, uh, so yeah, we'll do a little Marlin show, something different away from uh, the barras and the... I think that's a great idea and I'm looking forward to it and I'm thinking I'm going to learn a bit. Mate, it's not a, not a hard way to fish. No, I've brought my swag in. Yeah, you're going um, to nod off while we're talking got... about... About marlin fishing, um, I've lined no. I've lined up um, Jace Wilhelm for a chat. There's a man at nine o'clock, and we all know um, Jace. We have him on the show regularly. He is uh, the Barra impoundment guru. Put it way way back when put frogging and everything on the map twenty years ago. Yeah. Before, before anyone had used a frog, but Jace is also a really switched on uh, marlin fisherman down south. <laughs> And Jace relies on currents, warm currents, cold currents, and studies the maps that you subscribe to on the internet. Beautiful. So it would be really good to have a chat. That's going to be great. So, yeah, we, uh, we'll have our little chat about our little small marlin here. Oh, excellent. Do we have any prizes to give away We today, do today, Gary? mate. We'll get the prize. We've got the $50 Cleveland Bay Seafood voucher. Thanks Thank to you, Gordon. Gordo. We have the Motor Marine bag today. Thanks to the gang at Motor Marine. 
Very good. Excellent. And we have... We're not going to uh, cross to Fran today. It sounds like there's um, a little bit of a loss in the family. So yeah. Fishing Show and our listeners, I'm sure, combined are, are very, very so- sorry to hear this news. Yeah, and we send our love. And we've got from um, Ben... Yes. The Mangrove Jack, laser cut Mangrove Ooh, Jack. Ooh, baby. It is a cracker. I nearly didn't bring it in. I thought that would look better on my fence. No, I, I promise, Ben, and we're going to do the right thing. We're giving the stuff away. So good job. It's yeah, gorgeous. It is. It's sitting behind me there on the floor. Yeah. Was, was a fence or a pool, bar, anything. Anyway, on the wall. Yep. Above the telly. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. At... Uh, Big Dog. Yes, Big Dog. Fabrication. Welding. Proprietary Welding Limited. Yeah, he's... Uh, New he's, business. He's got some fire pits and everything on uh, on Facebook. Yeah, he's, and they're going great guns. Have you liked his page? Yes, I have, I think. Yeah, there's some I'd awesome... Have, whatever you check. want with the fire pits or so forth, whatever you're into, whether it be butterflies or whether it be a barramundi or, or a bear, he will do it. And then... Um, you watch the fire through the flames. It's a clever idea. It's a good thing. I think they're 150 bucks. He was having. Yeah, very fair price. Very, very good. So, so thanks to uh, everyone who looks after us. Um, I've also lined up not next week because we're at the comp, possibly the week after on the Saturday. Shane Jarvis from uh, Hummingbird. That would be great. Yeah, we like, haven't had Jarvo on for a while. I'm looking forward to having a bit of a chat. We, well, we we'll get Jarvo in hopefully for the whole show. If he can't make the whole show, I've organised to do a, a podcast with him at night. Yep. Um, and it will be a thirty or forty minute Hummingbird podcast. So we'll, okay, we'll pick his brain about settings and transducers and all that type of thing. So sounds good. So busy couple of weeks, Marty. It is a busy couple how of weeks. Was, how was your week before we get stuck into our market? One of my tougher weeks, but I'm here and I'm uh, 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 my my fishing show pulls me through. Uh, I look forward to to it after a tough week. After a tough week, I certainly look forward to it. So that's good. That's good. But the family's out awesome. on the road. Where'd you go during the week? Collinsville. Uh yeah, Collinsville and and. Um, Do you get sick you know, of that drive? I get sick. Of, I, I do get sick of the highway. I've been doing it for 25, 30 years. The thing is, without being morbid, is I've had some really close calls now. Oh, as you do, yeah. Yeah, and over that period of time, you do. And I'm not in the truck. If you're in a truck, let's be honest, the truck driver 97% of the time survives. <laughs> um, and um, and that's a really shitty way of looking at it. But it does play on your mind a bit, so especially yeah. after, especially when you have. Like, I've had some moments there where I probably shouldn't be sitting here now. Not not due to me, but there's some crazy people out there. Really, really is. There is, mate. You're always... Um I've seen some horrible stuff. And it gets to you after a while. Like our first respondents, absolute magicians, just incredible yeah. people. Whatever whatever we're paying them, we should pay more because, um, you know, I've seen minimal... I've seen some serious crashes on the highway because of the time they've spent on the highway. And you know that there's a fatality. Mm. And it... it and you see nothing, but it makes you feel awful. It just brings your whole day down, and you think about it, and you drop everything back. And these guys are going in there physically. They're pulling out babies and women, Bang. and you know, it's just no fun, mate. No, no, no fun at all. And that that that, that sort of um, gets you after a while. And you're like, oh, I don't know. And you talk to other reps that have been doing it now for 25 years and so forth, and a lot of them are the same. But you know what? We're institutionalised. Yeah. It is, it's, it, it is what we do. And it's not all rocks. There's way more diamonds. Yeah. Well, look at you. Champion New Zealand Australia Rep of the Year. Rep of the Year. Something to be proud of. Good yeah. feather, that one. It is a good one. Yeah, yeah. It so. could get you up the ladder. You could be the Napa 
general manager of Australia one day. Well, I've knocked it back this year, Gary. Have you? Yes. All right. Mate, uh, marlin fishing. Um, one of my favourites, you know that, and a lot of people know that, only because I can catch them and can't catch anything else. But, uh, no, it's good. Um, no, no, you're, you are right. Yeah, I know. Stop <laughs> it. Don't agree, Marty. <laughs> um, starting uh, usually around March, the little... And, and let's just paint the picture of, of what we're looking at. Our little black marlin um, are very small. They start up out off cans. Yes. Very unknown species. There's not a lot known about them. Although a lot have been tagged, there's never a lot of feedback. So... So they're a very mysterious species, um, obviously breed up around the ribbons and, and places like that off cans, also breed um, out here off the back of Myrmidon and areas yeah. like that in the deep water, but very, very, um, not a lot of info. So down Harvey Bay area, there's been a few thousand pounders caught way at the back there over the years. And over the last couple of years, Myrmidon has produced some, you Big know, fish. three, four hundred kilo fish, yeah? Yeah, mate. Yeah, right yeah. That's but a different time of year there. Gotcha. Um, our small black marlin is which I chase because Myrmidon's about 80 nautical mile out, so it's a fair old run in my little boat. Hmm. And, and let's just um, paint the picture. I haven't got a game boat. So what do you and I fish for? Our marlin, I'm fishing out of a boat that 95, 99% of the people that listen to the show or want to go fishing have mm. got. It's 4.6 metres. Yeah. So weather is paramount. For You've sure. You've got to have the weather. Um, <coughs> and I look for that um, zero to five knot variables now in this time of the year. We uh, had a bit of a miss last year with that, didn't we? We, we had did. a lot more early mango wins than what we didn't, I suppose. So I'm hoping this year's looking good, but I heard someone say, mention something about an El Mino with rain. Oh, I don't know the <coughs> El Nino, no. El Nano. Or, no. They don't know. It's fun. Don't get me started on climate change, Marty, because no. they talk about man-made climate change, but then we've got natural climate change happen for the last two years and El Nino. And yeah, for so sure. So if that's not... We haven't caused that. That's a natural thing that yes. has happened for millions of years. Anyway, yep. that's not our topic today. No. Um, so, yeah, our little black marlin, I've only got a 4.6-metre boat, which I deck out for, for marlin fishing. And, you don't, and it's well-decked. Yeah, you don't need the... Um, all the big flash stuff. We'll go through gear um, shortly. A lot of people think, oh, you need the big game boat and the big gold reels and the outriggers and stuff like that. No, you don't. It's If you can catch a mackerel, you can catch a, a marlin. That's yeah. the thing about Remembering that. we're talking about small blacks. We're not talking about the yeah. the big ribbons reef the little, girls and yeah. boys. Yeah, not the big thousand pounders. It would mm. be so much fun in my little boat, but it would be so dangerous. That would be the... Uh, the key when you get if something, if you had the opportunity to grab it with both hands, of course buddy. I would. Anyway, our little black marlin um, come down the coast from mm -hmm. wherever they've bred in through the outer reef and into our protected shoals and bays all the way down the coast. Um, show up around Townsville in that or oh, the odd one around March. Um, same around the back of Hinchinbrook around that March, um, and then progressively um numbers build all the way up till about september end of september mm. um so when they get here they're very small fish so they're not big fish um not the what's small in kilo size guys um, six kilo five kilo the, uh, but four you kilo certainly still know when you got them on on six kilo line oh the, kilo. yeah it's like a angry garfish <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no let me say an angry long tom 
Yeah. Because the long tom jumps. So so when they get here, they're small fish. Um, there are bigger fish mi- mixed amongst them. Don't get me wrong. There, there'll still be 10, 15, 20 kilo fish there somewhere that are just stragglers and hung around here, haven't left. Because what they do is they breed and then they progressively move their way, the juveniles, down the coast. Right. Um, and eating bait. They're juveniles, they've got to grow, so they're there eating. So they go all the way down the coast throughout the year, end up out off Port Stephens, Sydney, and then disappear somewhere um, out to sea, and no-one really knows what happens after that. So they're a really mysterious fish and a good, fun fish to catch. So around that, um, starting now May is when we start thinking of heading out there all the way to September. So yep. so yeah, deck your, your boats out and get ready for now is our time. And yes, they're, they're small fish now, Marty. By September, they're mm-hmm. in that 35, 30, 35 kilo is probably tying them up as big fish. For sure. Um, but still good fun. And it's going to be good having me as a bit of a novice on that side of things because I'll be able to ask you questions that I know that our listeners will want to know yeah. as well, which is really good things. With the boat... And yep. you say that your boat's decked out. How does your boat deck out differently to it's decked out when you go barra fishing? Uh, firstly, it usually gets a fish in it when I go marlin fishing. That's a good point. There's the start. Um, my barra setup is the standard barra setup that everyone has. Electric on the front, mm-hmm. um, barra rods in a rod holder or laying beside barra lures and an esky. That's about it. Yeah. Um, when I do my marlin fishing, I've got a set of outriggers for my boat, a little collapsible 11-foot set of um, Wilson I think I got That's in the awesome. day. So they collapse down. Um, where I, do they fit into? Uh, I've got um, little uh, spigots on the gunnel okay. where they sit into. Right. It doesn't put um, – how much pressure goes on your gunnel there? A fair bit. It's, so, is, it, is your gunnel plated for yes, that? It is. I put a big plate underneath my gunnel when I mount gotcha. it. Gotcha. Yep. So, yeah, just be careful if you're bound on your gunnels. Um, put a plate underneath it just to disperse the weight along So you don't tear it. Yeah, because yep. even though they're fiberglass and they're only 11 foot, with mm-hmm. them sticking out the side of the boat, and, and you want the tips of your outriggers to be about that, uh, mine are about 10 foot off the water. So, <laughs> so around 10 foot, 11 foot, 12 foot off the water, the tip of my outriggers. And there's a lot of weight mm. hanging off the edge of them mm. um, onto your gunnel. So, yeah, beef your gunnel up underneath there a bit with a big plate or something like that. So, yeah... Outriggers are in the boat. Um, I also have uh, a relaxed bait station. Um, for what, When you look at a, a big game boat that goes out, they've got the bait station in the back deck. Yep. So they stand there and they rig their baits. Um, I've got exact same relaxed bait station, but it's on the the um, seat hole on the nose of my boat. Yeah. So where you put a seat up the nose of your boat if you're going barra fishing or a, or a little um, pod to sit on, uh, I've got a relaxed bait station a good there. idea. So it sits at the front of my boat, and in that I can put my tag pole and two rods and some knives and bits and pieces because I can stand on the bottom deck of my boat and my casting platform, and the bait station's perfect height for me to sit there and just rig baits. Yes. So I've got a little bait station up there. Um, I think I put a photo of it on our yeah, Facebook did. page. Yep. A little bait station there. You should, after this show, rehash that. Yeah. And, and put some pickies put up. Put some pickies up, I will. And I take the electric motor off. I don't take the electric motor out on the nose of the boat. No. Um, because when you catch a, a marlin, you don't want to be trying to get your line around an electric motor and over an outrigger and around this. It's just mm. one obstacle that's in the way. If I was bait, if I was going to drop some baits for reds, yeah, I'd keep the electric on. But no. you must do a trip or two where you combine the two. No, 
No, when you're no. you're dedicated, if that's I, it. If I'm, I'm going, going marlin yes, fishing, if I go marlin fishing, it's marlin fishing. Okay, fair and, enough. And the amount of good red spots you drive over and look down and go on the sounder and go, geez, I wish I had a big lump of squid here. No, don't take me fishing with you. There'll be some no. whinging. Yeah. <laughs> no. So when I go, it's marlin fishing only. There's yep. there's nothing else in the boat um, yep. that I can drop on a reds or trout or if i get sick of it i go to the edge of the reef and chase a, mm. a trout or whatever it is just a marlin day gotcha that's what we do of course i've got um some uh samaki pacemakers and and stuff like that in yuzuri hydromagnums if we want to get a, a mackerel yeah um, because a lot of the times the mackerel are in the same area um as the marlin and it's nice if you're out there to go you know what bugger it let's nail a Spaniard and head home. Yeah, and we've done that a few times. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, no bottom bashing gear. So um, all that. And then um, tag pole, obviously, and that sits in the relaxed bait station. Yeah. Because you want – obviously tag them for research to see where they go. And and that brings me to a question I have asked before. I've never, ever heard of a marlin being recaught. There's been a few, um, not a lot. Um, no, for not considering the amount the that amount, get tagged. No, it's in the the one percent point. Is it because they're soft skinned? Do them tags fall out, we, well, or do the fish pass? No, I don't know, Marty. Whether they're and this was the mysterious part about black mm. marlin, whether it's um, whether it's different fish mm. each year. Um, and these juvenile fish swim off and they go somewhere else that we don't know of, or do the tags eventually come out? Um, a lot of theories are there's a, a fairly big Japanese longline fishery off our coast. Um, so another thing is do we lose a lot of fish and they, those tags never get reported again? So there, there's a few little options. Yeah. Um, there has been a few caught. I think Parks, his wife Jan, um, had one tagged here and it got caught out near Fiji four or five years later, if I recall. That's, that is amazing. Yeah, I'd love to hear know, that story. I know Parksy's Mrs. Janice has had one recaught. <coughs> okay. And well, that's the only one I've ever heard of, to be honest. When they when the big tournament's on with the Game Fishing Club here, it, it every couple of years, someone will tag one on the grounds and then a day later, someone will catch that same fish. So they just stay in the area still feeding. Um, so I have my tag pole. Well, that kills the theory of them passing away, then, it really. Uh, yeah, it, that's a hard one. Um, after you fight the fish and do they... Sharks would play a, ha- a part they now. Would, mate. You don't see a lot of sharks. No. Um, and when you're fighting them in, obviously, some people it happens to. I haven't I've been very lucky, touch wood, to get them to the boat, get the tag in, um, and then release them. So, got mm. my tag pole. Uh, got a good knife, got a good set of pliers. What uh, about the downrigger, Gaz? I do have a downrigger. Yeah. Um, I don't use the downrigger a lot. I'll, uh, when you, It's a pain in the small boat, isn't it? I've got a downrigger and it's yes. a mission to it, set it up. It is a mission in a small boat and that's why you need that naught to five. So, it's, so if you're looking um, when you set your boat up, you, you don't want a lot of stuff around your boat. So I've got outriggers out. So by the time you put outriggers out, you don't want to be mm. poking around with a downrigger. But it, with the downrigger, and here's the the thing I do when I when I do put a downrigger down there, um, I'll put a bait down there, but with no hooks on it. So I'll rig a big mullet or a, a decent sized queenie mm. or something like that. So you're acting this as a teaser. Yeah, this is my teaser. So I pull my normal teaser in, right. which is out the back of the boat, 
and then I'll drop my downrigger down and have a big swimming um, something silver. Which is way bigger than what your normal bait would be for it to, for to get a billy, yep. yeah. So I put a, a reasonable-sized mullet or a nice-sized... Queenies are so good. Queen, mm. The little legal-sized queenfish are so good because they've got such a good flash. So that in turn goes down to whatever depth I can see bait sitting on the on the <laughs> screen. Um, and the only reason you do that is, or I do it, is is when it's a bit quiet on the surface. And I can see you can mark your fish on the sides of bait schools. Yeah. It's like it's like a side scan, mate. Oh, there's barras there, there's barras there. I can go, oh, there's a billfish there. Yep. Um, so he's sitting at about um, 30 or 40 foot, 50 foot. I'll yeah. send this down. Um, but the reason no bait, what I want them to do is attack that bait and pull that bait out of the clip and having no hooks, they're not hooked up. So in turn, what that looks like to them is when that bait comes out of the bait clip, it, it go automatically with the pressure of the water swims it up to yes. the surface. So this mullet or queenie swims to the surface and they, excuse me, look at it and go, oh, I still want that. So up it comes and pops up on the surface swimming and actually pops up in your four baits. Boom. Is that a form of switch baiting? Um, not really. Not really, is it? No. No, not that's really. Um, just tricking the poor bastards. Probably teasing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, you want them to follow the bait up and then they get into what they call your spread mm-hmm. of bait. So, so I'll have two swimming garfish mm-hmm. and two skipping garfish. Okay. But they're staggered. I'll, I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. but Yeah, for just, sure. Just in the boat. Because I want you to explain flat lines and, yeah. and so forth and what your formation is. Yeah, yeah. So, so just um, a good set of gloves is a must yeah. because their beaks are so um, sandpaperish. Yeah. Okay. And I've made the mistake before of not being able to find my glove, <laughs> um, grab them by the beak, do all the stuff, release it, and then look at your hand bleeding around your thumb and you and you go, oh, that and then it's a little bit sore for the rest of the day. Mm, so, turn back to a fourteen year old. Yes. Yeah, well really bad. Um not but not heat it's more of a, a sandpaper. Um so yeah, just a really good <laughs> set of gloves. Not <laughs> a really good set of gloves to grab that bill. And yep. and when you do Grab that bill. And this is what irks me a lot on TV. Yep. Um, you see a lot of the TV shows and they are holding the bill mm. and la- over the side of the boat getting a good shot of the fish and them. Um, what you've got to realise with juvenile black marlin, they're like crazy teenagers. So yep. they can go off at any time. So what you've got to be aware of is not having your face or your throat or your chest in yep. front of that fish. Yeah. Um, if you're holding it, stand to the side of it because in a split second, they can be out of that water and that bill into your throat or into your eye or anything. And for case in point, this has happened this more happens. than one occasion. Yes. There has been many a death. Yeah. You just They just launch themselves when they're at the side of the boat and you lean over, they launch themselves, they go ballistic. So you just got to be really, really careful. So if if you do hook one, <laughs> never hold its beak and get in the front of it. And you do a lot of fishing on your own for the bills. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you just... which is a big risk. You're out a long way. You're not. You're not around. Look, when you're in the boat on your own, anywhere. It's a bit of a risk. It, it is. Yeah. It's a bit more heightened out there. So you must be on high alert when you do 
have one close to the boat? Every every time when you when you buy yourself, doesn't matter what what type of fishing you're doing, whether you're barra fishing or whether you're whiting fishing, yeah, um, or whether you're brim fishing or marlin fishing, um, reds fishing. If you're in the boat by yourself, it, and it's another fifty percent um, awareness for sure. Got to be. I've done very. I've done s- silly stuff. That you don't think of until it's done, yeah, or until you're lying in bed at night and go, "Oh, oh Gary." Well, I do that, and we've all done silly stuff over the years, um, and then you sit back, and as you get old, a little bit older, you sort of sit back and go, "That was a bit silly." Mm. Um, one thing I'd probably do different now if I went solo marlin fishing, I'd probably buy one of those little PFDs that go around you. But you are going to, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah and you are going. To. What about a personal EPIRB? Because the, the now and be be honest with me, you you were talking about your bait station and everything before. How often are you moving forward while you're at your bait station? With your lines out the back? Oh, a lot of the time. But see, the bait station's up the nose. If yeah, I, I know, which over, means that, yeah. I'll fall back into the boat. Or it's it, it, That's probably... Well, that's, uh, you know, you've got yeah, you've got four places you can fall back into the boat, over the, the bow of the boat, or left or right of the yeah. boat. But um, I've probably got more chance of falling out the back because one of the, the mistakes I make is I've got a casting platform at the back. Mm-hmm. And when I'm trolling along... Um, I'll stand on that and watch the baits out of the back. So it's uh, even if a dolphin tapped the boat or a, a, a whale popped beside the boat, it'd probably throw you in. So that's probably my silly. And your troll speed, you're not catching back up to your boat. No, no. The no. best you could hope for is to grab hold of one of your lines. Yeah, and then the 500 meters of line. Hope that it stays stuck to the spool when I get out the back of the boat. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. It's probably not a bad idea because I've got a teaser out the back of the boat, so so that's probably my best option if I fell out. Try and grab my teaser. Let's not even think about no, it, Gary. No, I know you brought that up. So, but yeah. it's a it's a valid point, and which brings me to the the little personal leaper that uh, that very people good can idea. wear on them. Very good idea. Have I got one? No, I haven't. Um, should I have one? Probably yes. Will I go fishing solo for marlin again? Of course you will. Don't. Probably not. Oh, come on, Gary. If it's five knots, zero to five knots away I go. So the boat's set up with um, outriggers, a little bait station, does have a downrigger. Yep. Um, good set of gloves. Um, obviously, all, all my little tackle, um, my aluminium swages or crimps. Yes. Um, bait spring, gas springs as they call them, um, hooks. Hooks I use are the Gamagatsu SL12s, um, the big saltwater fly oh. hooks. Look at you, Ashley Shall Carter. I? Yeah. <laughs> um, my, every, just about everyone uses those. They're a very sharp hook. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll go. There's a look, nice striped mullet on the telly. Lit yeah, up. they're different to ours. Yeah. And th- that brings me, because I was actually watching the Discovery Channel the other day. Where yeah. is it where, and a lot of our listeners would have seen this, where like there's sailfish and they're ran in that bait, and there's literally 70 of them in the school. That's a place mm. called Rompen. Um, I think it's Thailand. Okay. Um, Mickey Mears, um, well-known game fisherman in in Queensland, Australia, and uh, uh, on the. GFAA. And we should talk about Mickey later because didn't he have a tag that they were a they, special they were tag for a satellite tag? Well, yeah, they, yeah. They have but anyway, um, so Rompen over in in Asia is where the sailfish are, and you see a lot of TV shows. They're not. They don't fish out of really flash game boats. They've got the local timber boat fishing right. boats and stuff. So yeah, there's there's numerous um, 
uh, sailfish over there. And, and a lot of areas, uh, Weeper have a good little run of sailfish. Um, Broom is renowned for sailfish. Um, so, so a lot around, but uh, we'll concentrate on our area here. For sure. Um, Greg Evans just commented on your post that you put up regarding this show, and he's saying he remembers chasing them when they were first found from Bowling Green. Um, they caught 12 and a 12 and a half one trip all on 15 pound mono so and when you talk bowling green a lot of people put malcolm florence in that yes uh, because he was uh, and there's going to be arguments about that but people say that he sort of found it yeah there was Stumbled. a few calvin um well wasn't wasn't malcolm and calvin tilly andrew mead in uh, the, all, yeah, yeah right all those guys were very very early when, when was this we're talking early, early 80s? 80s mid mid early 80s yes. for sure um jimmy dowling those type of guys yep um but when you talk and dale weldon yeah um, dale was a pioneer down there um when you talk to dale um the early days were sailfish so it was the early early days was a lot of numbers of sailfish and mm. not a lot of black mull and then it swung around mm. Um, and then black marlin, not as many sailfish. But this, the the difference between the black marlin and the sailfish, obviously in appearance. Yep. But our sailfish here are here all year round. Yes. Okay. So sailfish. But surely there must be a peak. Oh, usually when the bait's there, like okay. the time. But all year round, you can catch sailfish out off Townsville right. um, and out off our coast. So there's always sailfish here, yep. whereas the black marlin are migratory. They come here, right. they eat, they feed, and off they go. So Cool. Before you go to a break, you've got a choice. Yeah. You're in the boat on your own. You can either hook up a black or you can hook up a sail. What's your choice? Oh, totally. Two different, totally different That's not flights. my question, my friend. Um, they're both as good as each other. Yeah. Um, sailfish is more aerial. Yeah. Um, and, well, more prolonged aerial. Wouldn't you take that? Oh, they they see... It's quite funny because a sailfish will shake its way across the water yeah. and sail up, whereas a marlin will just leap up and pull back in. So either either, sailfish is a, a more spectacular fight than a marlin. Yeah. Although in saying that, I've had sailfish reasonably sized because they get big. Yeah, like yeah, they, they get do. thirty, forty kilos, so they get quite big. And a forty kilo sail is over six foot long. It's it's a big fish. Yep, probably longer from beak to tail. But I've had sailfish here, um, and they just sit under your boat at thirty or forty foot, mm. and you can't budge them. They're just it's such a most boring fight, and you try so many techniques to try and get them yep. um, up to the surface, but they get a bit boring. Whereas a little black marlin, yep. Is it, mate? You know what the black marlin is like. You know the Easter and Christmas parades down the street, mm. and the people on the back of the trucks throw the lollies into the. Kids. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Think of little black marlin gotcha. like that. When was your? Oh, you know what? Let's go on that. We've got so many questions and things. Yeah, let's uh, go to. And I've topically found some marlin fishing songs. <sighs> yeah. Oh, you you'll be right, Marty. You'll love them. Hmm. They'll grow on you. I mm. hope. So will marlin fishing. Ever seen. 
Sun Marine. Station sponsor. 
You're looking for a deadly deal on a used car or four-wheel drive? Then get styled up in your new rig from Motorco. Motorco always looking after our mob with great pricing, proper good after-sale service, and all our vehicles come with warranty. Too right? Why go anywhere else? Motorco, Bowen Road, Rosalie, station sponsor. It's Queensland Small Business Month. Time to celebrate and support local. Visit business.qld.gov.au forward slash QSBM to find events that will help your business, wherever you are and whatever you do. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Stay sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. I think that was a great idea, having a very long pause between the song and the ads, my friend. How do I go organise them a boat and I can't even organise the console? Very nice radio work there. Good morning, Mr Daly. Oh, it was all right. Everyone would have been going, there's nothing coming through. What's going on? What's going on? There's nothing happening. I tell you what, yeah, we're getting a few numbers in this morning that we were kept busy during that ad break. There, everyone's keen to win a cool prize. Oh, they are, mate. So don't forget during the ad breaks and song breaks, um, keep jumping busy. If you do have a Marlin question, feel free to ring in, but don't ring in for the numbers. Or if you haven't got your numbers and you do have a question, you could do it at the same time. Same time. There we go. There we go. So explain to me. When you when you go for a troll, all yes. right. Let, let me cover a few questions for you. What's your speed compared to Spaniards? I believe it or not, Marty. Mine are totally different. Mm-hmm. To what? To your average game boat? Yes. Yeah. I'm about a knot or two slower. Okay. And the same with mackerel. Okay. People think you got to go really quick for mackerel. Um, and the same with, with marlin. I don't go super fast. I go around that four to five knot mark. Yeah. I might pop it up to six if I what I feel like, but it's more around that four, 4.1. Okay. Um, is where I, just so long as my skip baits are working and my swim baits. I don't want to go too quick where my swim baits start blowing out of the water. Okay. But I want my skip baits to be just flipping nicely across the surface. And we mentioned skip baits before. Your your main go-to is your gar. Is gar. Now, there's a myriad of styles of gar from five spots to beak to so forth. Where You're talking them small little thin gar, aren't you? Well, you're not you. You're not going to go to the freezer and grab out big five spot that you traditionally put on for a Spaniard. Uh, no, and this is the key. This is my little tip of the day. Go. Well, like I said earlier on, this time of year the fish are five and six kilos. Right. So they're small. They're only little. Yes, there's going to be a ten or fifteen or twenty kilo fish amongst them. That's just natural. Mm. But when you pick your bait this time of year. Mm. Pick the smallest five spots in the freezer. The go- oh, so you're still going five spot. You're not yeah, going but right. Get the smallest, or if they're not five spots, yeah. Get the smallest garfish in the freezer. Yeah, because I've never really seen small no. five spot. I'm but sure yeah, they're out there. They're out there. But, yeah, but yeah, get the smallest gar you can get. And when I say small, in that um, around that seven, eight inch mark. Right. Not big. And not fat. Gotcha. Because like the ones that you get over in the Cape in the Bay around two yeah, foot and that, they're perfect. That, they're the they're the season starting baits. Yes. What I use. And and don't get me wrong, a lot of people bait jig up some yakkers and stuff like that if they find them. But I get the very small gar. They're around the seven, six or mm-hmm. seven inch. Because 
how how you think about it is and we we all go to the kids analogy when we're talking fishing and it's if you sat a couple of nuggets in front of a three-year-old or a big mac they're going to eat the little nuggets because that's what they can handle right so a little black marlin and a massive big five spot can't eat it no they They, might have a crack at it they'll go it but they can't eat it yep And and it'll just be an annoyance so drop back in size early. Well, that brings me to my next question. How do you rig it? In in, in way, of, is there a stinger involved? No. What size hook? Is it straight through the top like you'd be rigging a soft plastic? No. When What we have, or what I have and a lot of people have, is what they call a quick rig. Oh, how good are they? The quick rig, there's your skipping quick rig and there's your swimming quick rig. Can you still buy them? No, I make my own, but a couple of... I'm not sure um, if... if Tackle World have any quick rigs already made, but just just jump on YouTube and put in um, Billfish quick rigs, mm-hmm. and let me explain what a quick rig is. It's it's a rig already rigged up with a ball sinker on it. So you've got your SL12, um, and then I've got a sinker already incorporated and crimped on, and I've got some heavy um, marlin wire or malin wire. You yeah. Know so what happens? I've got all these rigs, and I. I can get pick up a gar out of my little freezer box or fridge. Mm. I take a little esky with me in the boat, and that has the gar in it. Yeah. Some are rigged, um, some aren't. Yeah. So I'll I'll rig half a dozen um, before I go out, and then as I'm going through them, I'll re-rig. So I've got my pin rig or yes. quick rig or whatever you like to call it. So you get the hook and you go through the gar's gills. So in the latch. And then you bring it out just near where those two little fins are on the side. Right. Um, and then with the bit of malin wire that's on your crimp, you push that up through his bottom jaw and yes. up, up through his nose. That closes it so yeah. when you're going you, along? Well, you wrap a lacquer band around that. Yes. Um, and then you snip his beak off. But when you get them ready, squeeze along the spine yeah. and then squeeze along their back and stomach and you'll actually feel the meat popping off there. So you're breaking its backbone as such? No, no. You, nope. You, you're separating the meat from the bone. Gotcha. So when you... Lovely yeah, thought. When you squeeze it, you feel it pop off it. Mm. So what? look at it this way. When you pull a garfish out of the packet and if you held it straight up in the air by the head Mm. it will stay straight up in the air by holding it yes so when you've popped along the spine and done everything right and given a little strap when you hold it up it'll just flop down Like a busy Saturday night, so... Gotcha. Yeah. The half-mast blues. The half-mast blues. It'll just fall down. Right. And so it'll be... The tail will be hanging down past your hand. So that's yep. how you want it. So you want it really floppy. Then you get your pin rig. You go into through the latch. Yep. Push the malin wire up through his bill. Lacquer band around it. Mm-hmm. Put him down in the side of the water and watch him swim, and then he's ready to go. Beautiful. Well, Do you yeah. pop the eyes? Yes and no. Yes, just no. depends how People say that when you're going along, the eyes pop out of the gars and then it stops them from swimming correctly. Well, what you find, um, how the eyes pop is if they can get water in through their their mouth or their gills and that mm. puts a bit of pressure. Um, sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. just depends what I feel like at the time. Um, I'll let them swim with eyes in. Yes. Usually a lot of times if they're the, mar- the gar out of the pack, the eyes are sunken. Yeah. 
So they're not sticking out. So it just depends how I feel mm. at the time. Um, whereas my skipping rig is basically the same principle without the sinker, but you can buy what you call a gas spring yes. and then a squid, a pink squid over that. Okay. So what you do, you put the hook through the, the latch of the gar and out through his belly, and then I've got still got the bit of mail and wire crimped on. Stand that up and these gar springs, you wind them down onto the wire and it holds his beak in place. Very good. And then the rubber squid goes over that and then he skips along the water. Same principle, soften them up along the backbone and make sure uh, everything is right along the backbone. So <coughs> so <coughs> that's my little rig. It's so easy hmm. um, to do that. Obviously, when you get to chase bigger fish out, mermaid on and stuff like that, that's not going to happen. because. No. You've got bigger baits. You've got five, six kilo Spaniards, yep. ten kilo Spaniards, um, sharky mackerel, scads, all that. So when yeah. you chase that bigger stuff, uh, obviously that's bigger rigging and stuff like that. So it's a for whole. Sure. We want simplicity for our listeners um, because the guys who have got the 40, 50, 60 footers do that stuff. Yeah. The the people we we want in our four and a half metre tinnies, six metre tinnies and stuff like that is the nice, easy, quick rigs. And I can rig with a pin rig or a quick rig, I can rig a, rig a swimming mullet in less than two minutes. Yeah. So I've got six baits already rigged from the night before and I've got four out. And you just lay them neatly in a tray in the esky? No, I've got a separate esky. Gotcha. So I've got my normal esky because yeah. we're not catching reds, we're not catching trout. All that esky's got in it is drinks and lunch. Yeah. So that's all that's in there. The other little esky has my bait, so it's got my garfish in it. And, mm. and it could be up to 30 garfish in that esky. Okay. Half a dozen to eight rigged, ready to go. Um, so I've got four out. So as soon as one gets popped off, you want that in and you want to be able to hook up and boom, get straight out. So that's where your pin rig comes Because if in. you get hit, it means there's probably more around in that area? Uh, no, it, it, yes and no. There could be just one being really... Really, um, and if you miss it, you want to get straight back out while he's lit up. He, yeah, if, and that's the good thing. As we know with barras and a lot of other things, <laughs> they hit you, lure, they're gone. One hit wonders. That's it. Marlin different. It yeah. grabs this one, shakes it about, rips it apart, and then sees another one. Okay. If it doesn't hook up, so so yes, you want to be back out there, yeah, and ready to go um, as quick as you can. So beautiful. When someone says that the marlin. Took the flat line. What do they mean? Uh, flat line is usually uh, lines off the back corner of your boat. Right. Straight out the back. So that flat, meaning it's not connected to a downrigger no. or to outriggers. No. It's, it's just straight off, off the back of the boat. Do you – I've seen um, where – because the tip of the rod is so high in the rod holder, right? Yeah. And and if you've got a short flat line close to the boat that the guy doesn't quite skip – the way you want us to, the nose sticks out of the water. So what they do is they get a rubber band and put it around the bottom of the rod and, and connect the line to the bottom. And then I the, do that. Yeah, you do that, and what? which is essentially keeping the gar better in the water, what skipping. If, what I let, I'll, we'll just talk about my rig setup, my yeah. setup on the boat. Um, obviously, I've got outriggers, mm. um, and I'll explain later. You don't really need outriggers. There's a way you can set it up. Um, without and it's very similar to this then i've got two flat lines or swimming baits in mm. the back corners of my boat so i've got four baits out yes two skipping two swimming so when i put a swimming bait out mm -hmm. i put it it's not 
far off the back of the boat. It's in that prop wash, so it's not far the first one. And then the second swim bait is usually about two metres behind that one. Okay. So one's in closer, one's at the back. Yeah. Then my first skip bait will be out probably eight metres past my last swim bait. <laughs> and then my fourth bait, which is a skip bait, will be 10 to 11 metres past. Okay. So what, in fact, you have is a staggered setup. Does that allow you to turn a lot easier? Yeah, it does. But what what you want the fish to do is come into that. Mm. And this is where if I'm running a downrigger with a bait with no hooks in it yeah. and it comes up to the surface, I want them to see that. Yeah. If they miss that first bait, then they see the other one just over there. If you had them all at the same line yeah. across the back of the boat and they come up to it, they only see the one and then they can drop back out of your... It's like playing one line on the pokies, buddy. No, it's not, Marty. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> so you, if they drop back out of that straight line of bait... Um, chances are they won't won't do anything about it. They'll just turn and away they'll go. Yep. But if they come up, and it, it works both ways, if they come up at the back of your boat and they see that first bait and they're not so interested, they drop back a little bit, yep. they see that second bait, and they might not be interested in that, so they drop back a little bit further and there's a third bait. <laughs> so you want them seeing the bait as they drop back 30 metres out the bow, 20 metres out the back of your boat. If you do get one come up and it's happening often and you're continuously missing him, he's making a mess and so forth, will you eventually pick up your line and free spool it yes. and let him take a gutful? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If they come up um, and they grab it, because a lot of times they'll grab it and then they'll grab and grab the other one if they can't get that, and that's where you stand there um, on a free spool and just sit there and maybe drop it back to him, let him hold it and let, yep. him swim, let her, him, swim off with it. Um, a little. Are they like barramundi, or are they born male or female? That I don't. That I couldn't honestly tell you. Okay. So, no, so no, the big thousand. Well, I'm a psycho for you. Yeah, there you go. No, I'm not Julian Pepperell. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a fish scientist. Gotcha. Um, well, not the one that done the mackerel signs, is he? No. Idiot. No. no um, no, the big ones are, are all female, obviously. Okay. So, so yeah. So, someone will let us know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so. So, Julian, if you listen, I have a little trick when they're really tentative to bite. Okay. I always have a little bottle of tuna oil in the boat. Interesting. Yeah. So, how does that work if you're moving? What you do, it's a good secret, this one. Someone should pick this one up and run with it. Um, when you're driving along and you've got a marlin and he's just swimming around your baits right. and he looks at them and he swims to the next one, mm -hmm. um, take the top off the tuna oil and tip it into the water as you're moving along. You've been fair income. Yes. Yeah, this is... So you knock the top off it throw while it you're in. moving along? I drop it in the water because I can and then, <laughs> and then um, just let that tuna oil disperse in the water and light them up. Huh, well, there you go. It's, and why not? Thinking outside of the square with yeah, marlin fishing. It's, it's like having your soft plastics and rubbing garlic scent on them when they're not biting or okay. when you want them to... I get, I would, that's an expensive way to get a bite, though, isn't it? Because no, tuna oil... No, tuna oil is cheap as a, okay. those bottles. Okay. Yeah, so just... To, and, and because it's so concentrate, you don't need a lot. You just... Yeah, fair enough. 
Huh. And then that is like getting them lit up. Yep. And if they if they don't just tack a bait on that, um, then they're not going to. They're not going to eat. No. But like Barrow Monday for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's say I'm going down to the port. It's it's uh, a full moon, run out tide from three point four meters. Yeah. Uh, middle of the night. That's my epic. Yeah. What is it for Marlon? Uh, those bigger runs. Yep. Around new moons, yeah, um, and tide change around three or four o'clock in the afternoon is probably your best. Your most bites come late in the afternoon, um, so you want those tide changes just like um, every other fish. Yes, um, around those new moons, full moons, um, yep. new moon more for me. Okay, um, so so yeah, you want um, you want those okay. types of, but you need those bit of run. Mm. That I mean, in saying that, so when we say uh, we laugh at when people say no run, no fun, the neeps because we love that for barras. We like it for barras, but but pelagics, you really want that run. You do. Yep. You. Uh, it doesn't mean you're going to get zeros if you've got the opportunity to go. Like if it's a, a five knot variable. Oh, you just go, mate. When you get five knot variables and you know it's going to be glass out there, you yep. do like a little bit of of um, chop over the water. Yeah. But you don't sacrifice a good day just because the tides aren't right. Or For sure. Do you follow current lines? Yes. You do? Yeah. With When you're out there and you see your current line, um, what that is usually for a billfish mackerel, doesn't matter what, tuna, whatever, mm. that's how they move through the water. They, they expend less energy in a current line than swimming out in the open water. Yes. So you'll see a current line. Yes. And it's always good to fish along an edge of a current line because the fish are moving through them. Mm. Um, they just up. It's like um, like Alex Julius used to say to us about the big metre barras in the daily. Mm. When it's flowing, they just get up there yep. and they expend no energy and they just go with the current. They're hardly swimming and away they go. So, away they go. So that's how they travel through the water and then get to their bait schools, peel off and get to the bait school. So um, if I'm going from spot to spot or looking for new spots or looking for bait, um, yeah, I'll follow the, the current line. Yep. Well, that was a good segment. Because there's always something in them. Good morning, Leroy. Thank you for listening in. And yes, I'm not sure what you're listening to either. Crazy. What? Doesn't he like it? No, he loves it. He loves it. It is. Mate, when you get into it. He's just concerned about you knocking the top off your tuna bottle. It's a, well, it's a five-litre bottle too, Leroy. It's a, the big bottle. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> so, but but it is um, such a uh, such an awesome way to fish. And yes, everyone says, "Oh, isn't marlin fishing boring?" Um, yes, it is. There's days there, but it's five minutes of incredible. Well, or or twenty-four hours of incredible, depending if it's a grander. Oh, yeah, I've never been in the situation where I've hooked something that big out of my little boat in close. But there's been 800-pounders hooked in Bowling Green Bay not far off the back of Sally over the years. For sure. And there's been sailfish caught at the second pylon in the channel. Well, I think Eddie Riddle the other week, one of his um, clients in the shipping channel hooked a little black marlin or a black marlin in the shipping channel. Yeah, it's common. And we're getting a few... um Messages through saying that um, people are really enjoying the show this morning. So. Oh, I thought they'd all be asleep. No, mate. There's a lot of little bits and pieces we can we can go into, and we will we'll cover it because, um, like I've said, I haven't got a sixty foot boat. I'd love one. 
But you could afford one, let's be honest. <laughs> but um, catching catching a black marlin or a sailfish out of a four-and-a-half-metre tinny um, is just so much fun. Mm. You know what the movie would be called? Tired of Living. Tired of? Yeah, Tired of Living. Tired of Living. Yeah, chasing marlin out of a 4.6 out in the bay. Yeah, it's fun, mate. Hey, Fishing uh, show does not advocate carries. It's nearly time for crossing the motor car. I found a nut. You know I have scanned the internet to find all the marlin. I was hoping songs. you would. I found another one. I've, I don't know this one. It's just called Right Rigger. So we'll play this one. We'll be back after this and some ad breaks. The guys rigging bait. First and second mates. You know who you are. Guys working the cockpit rigging lines. It's tournament time, so turn it up. Here we go. Five o'clock in the morning time, it's way too early to bust a rhyme. I gotta get to the boat, time to get paid. Boss flew in, I gotta play the main. My head is thumping, I feel so dumb. I was up until two, drinking rum. Cap is pissed, he knows who shot. We leave the slip and he's freaking hot. Now that's my rigor. Now that's my rigor. Yells down, put out the bait. I said, No dumb, the frickin' mate. Just drive the boat, is what I said. The next thing you know, cap's turning red. We're on the grounds, we're almost there. I scream, Man, there's a floating chair. We both look out and see the spot. Oh, dang, we hit the jackpot. There's a marlin in there, she's by a tree. I run for a bait, then bust my knee. That's when things started getting real. I had slipped on a banana peel. The boss left it out right on the deck. I looked at him and said, What the heck? Stormed inside and slammed the door. I screamed, What'd you bring bananas for? Cap yelled down, You're an awful mate. I flipped him the bird and threw the pitch bait. Down the hatch, the bait is gone. The rod bent over and I screamed, We're on. Now that's my rigor. Now that's my rigor. We're backing up. The pit is full, Cap screams, man, you better pull. I take a wrap and I hold on tight. I grab the gunnel with all my might. The Marlin's there, she's big, no doubt. Cap yells, get the flyers out. Boss peeked out, he was turning green. It was the biggest fish that he'd ever seen. He grabbed the gaff and he's reaching out. Then says, this is what I'm talking about. She's laying there, I tried to hold her. I said, gaffer now, she's killing my shoulder. He sank the steel like a seasoned mate. He smiled and said, this is freaking great. He slid her in, the fish is on the deck. I hugged the boss, so what the heck? Now that's my rigor. Now that's my rigor. It was like a dream. It was the biggest crowd that we'd ever seen. They went, you're up, we're standing there. The waymaster says, we're almost there. It was packed as hell with people freaking out. Cap says, what are they screaming about? It's the winning fish, she looks so big. Some guy yells, it's a freaking pig. Fat as hell, she was big as a whale. I looked up high to check the scale. We all stepped back to take a gander. Dude says, y'all just killed the grand. Now that's my rigor. Now that's my rigor. We pulled out, we're cruising down the ditch. I thought, man, I'm filthy rich. Cap said, man, it was like a dream. You're the best damn rigger I ever seen. He slapped me five, we let out a hoot. We walked inside to grab our loot. He had showered up, he had combed his hair. Then he said, why are y'all standing there? We came in to grab our money. He cracked a smile and said, man, that's funny. You guys did great, but I didn't do it. It was 15 grand, so I said, screw it. Cap freaked out, then he lost his shit. I held him back, then he held me quit. Now that's my rigor. Now that's my rigor. We're in the 
Chuck Caps in a daze. He says, there's no freaking way. I said, don't freak, guess what? I did it. You're the best damn captain. I knew we'd win it. He was cheap as hell. He was filthy rich. But I called in my credit card on the ditch. He looked at me, busted out a grin. Then said, man, you knew we'd win. I said, hell yeah, I pulled the trigger. He smiled and said, now that's my rigor. And shout out to all those repping the R.J. Boyle brand. We love you. We appreciate it. Eddie Perez, True Noise Studio, laying down the mix. Unbelievable. Every time. Right on. Flagship destroyer boats are built for North Queensland conditions. Higher sides, wider and deeper. Built strong, built to last, built to fish. Flagship destroyer boats are only available at Townsville Marine. All powered by Yamaha Outboards with Yamaha Finance and Insurance. With models from the 435 Creek boats to the mighty 730 hardtop models and everything in between. There's a destroyer boat at Townsville Marine to suit your fishing. Destroyer boats, Yamaha. Townsville Marine Station Sponsor With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville Take your family take your mates and take your boat with unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef The time to book is now Lucinda Fishing Lodge What a great escape Listen to Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sign Mob. They are top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Signs. Now that's a rap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com. Or call Kai at Kai Signs on 0418 199 667. Station sponsor. Every day's a good day. Stop wishing. Every day's a chance to drift away. Drift away. Every day's a good day for fishing. Seeing down a tackle world today. Station sponsor. You know, I used to love going walkabout. But ever since that Motorco mob delivered me my four-wheel drive, I stopped walking. Thanks to Motorco, I now prefer to drive about. They even arrange finance. Just to let you know, you need a new rig, you should go with Motorco. Station sponsor. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best-kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Race in and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Are you into spearfishing? Tackle World Townsville has the biggest range of spearfishing gear in town with all the big name brands like Rob Allen, Cressy, Torelli and heaps more. And we'll repair and service your gear. Tackle World on the Ingham Road has it all. See you down at Tackle World today. 
station sponsor. You know, made a toe years ago when it comes to saving us mobs some bucks and ever since they delivered my new dual cab ute, I can now truly say that I've been everywhere, man. Need a new car or truck? You should go with Motorco. Bowen Road, Ross Lee, station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the NQ Fishing Show. As we always say on a glorious Saturday morning, glorious for some, don't forget, if you're floating by the Kerwin State High School today, there's a car wash there for the Cubs High School uh, rugby team getting some funds to go away to some championships. So 10 bucks. that's at the Kerwin State High if you're going down Thurungau Drive. What do you got for us, Marty? Oh, I'm just looking at a post here from our friend Dave McCarran from um, for, from the mob that we talked to last week, which the was fantastic, veterans. the Reeling Veterans Lads. I think they've got a raffle on, oh, was it yesterday? They had raffles on Friday yesterday night, and then they have it on Saturdays. Well, at the Bushland Beach Tavern. Bushland Beach Tavern and everything. So look that page up, guys. Um, Reeling Veterans, it's a fantastic uh, non-profit organisation and they're doing a brilliant, brilliant job helping our veterans out. But they uh, went out for a fish yesterday and um, looking at the background water, it looked like it was a glorious day yesterday. Get a few fish. Yeah, it must have been beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, huge trout. Um, Dave got one at 67 and his his son um, was out there and got some nice trout as well. So that's fantastic. Awesome. So, yeah, really, really good. Nice crisp weather for that type of fishing. It is. Trouties, winter. Goes hand in and again, it's a it's a year round fish, but a lot of people say they do switch on a little bit in winter. What about? Yeah. Oh, no, let's no, stay no, on them. No, go for it because I was going to say. No, I'm, I'm not veering. I'm not veering. If someone threw a trout trip or a marlin trip at me, I'd probably do the marlin trip. Well, we all got our shortcomings, Gary. Yeah, so I know. So that's no but, problem, my friend. But in saying that, a trout trip is nice, but. Um, yeah, I, I just like that marlin fishing um, more than anything. It's a, that's your passion. That's it your passion. The, um, and, I, and I have a dig about it. Where it's not my thing. But once hooked up and seeing that big, beautiful God's creature come tearing out of the water, that's pretty special. Yeah, it is. That, that, that makes the hours of waiting nearly worth it. Yes. Nearly. Oh, it can be, it can be hours and hours. But um, so can it be chucking at a barra. Yeah, it is for me. It's weeks and weeks. It's probably years and years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But what uh, what I like, and when yep. it happens, the visual aspect of chasing marlin is 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 awesome. Like, yes. it's so good seeing a barra in a snag or a barra coming behind your lure or your lure's drifting slowly up in the water column and that barra turns up. But when you're trolling along in beautiful blue water, because mm. the water quality, you, you want that nice really blue deep blue water you can catch them in the dirty green water but the blue water is what you want um but there's nothing better than your little skip baits it's it's just a little ripple on the water you can see the little bow wave from your skip baits you can see your little swim baits at the back of the boat and Ooh. then, then it, you should put some music on in the background while you're talking about this suspense music and uh, so you look at your your outrigger skipping along and you see a little beak come out and then it drops back and then you go, oh. like, let, I haven't got a tower on my boat. When you're up in a tower on a game boat and you're looking down on your baits, you see everything. You can see the, the marlin swimming behind it. You can see That'd everything. be pretty amazing. And that's man. why I try and stand up as high as I can. But you see, <laughs> <laughs> I can't see over the gunnels, Marty. <laughs> 
I have to jump. Hey, hey. That's just look over the console. Um, so you see that little beak come out of the back of the, behind your bait and drop back, and then you know I'm ready here. Um, or the other thing is they just come from the side and they're just 100 miles an hour. They want that bait no matter what. Yeah. So it's so exciting. The other year, um, fishing with Kayleen in the early part of, of the season, we had four baits out. We hooked up four fish. It's pretty brilliant. So we hooked up four marlin on four baits. And remember, these are only small marlin at this time of year. They're yeah. not big. So we were running... Um, mono, I always run monofilament. I, I don't chase them with braid. I've got six, eight, and ten kilo. Yes. Um, so we had four, six, eight, and ten. I can't remember the exact setup in kilos. But we hooked up four, and we tagged three out of four. One fell off by the boat. So we ended up tagging the three. Hey, that's a great odds. But it is. But what you've got to remember, because they're small fish... If they were 30 kilo fish, there's no way I would have got three out of four. But I was able to just leave one in the rod holder, two in the rod holder while we fought two in, yeah. tagged them. The other one fell off, grabbed the rod and tagged that. So they're not massive fish this time of year. So they're not a, a big, big challenge Yeah, to but catch. some of the ones, photos that you've put up have been decent. They're late but... season. Oh, did so I they're put... your 2030 ones. Yeah, did I put a photo up of the small fellow? I don't think so. So you're going to have to put a couple of photos I'll to, up. I'll put the different season sizes on. Yeah. And then we can look at them. So this time of year, it's not a really hard... Um, oh, it is. They're, there you go. They're, that's the little fellas. Oh, yeah, beautiful. I'll put, I'll put it on our Facebook page. Well, later. I suppose they're thin. So, yeah, six, yeah, seven kilo little. fish. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with the four baits, it can be really, really exciting. But just you have to be visual. Because what you also have to worry about is tuna. Right. Because if there's a school of tuna around, um, although they're so much fun, they annihilate your baits. Yes. And if there's mackerel around, because you're running a single hook up by the head, and as we all know that mackerel attack um, down by the tail. Yep. That's how they feed. Um, if you don't see that hit or don't check your bait after you see a commotion, you're probably just trolling the head of a ahead of a bait around because yeah. the tail's gone. And, and you that, won't really be able to tell, will you? No, and that's what that's what happens a lot with your outriggers. You uh, missed your that. Downriggers, sorry. Um, with your downrigger, if you've got a bait down there, yeah. um, and most of the time you're going to get the mackerel hits down there, so they can snip a tail off. Yes. And you can be just trolling the head of a mullet for two hours and not mm. even know it, and it's doing nothing. Yeah. Um, where if it snaps it out of the clip and away it swims up well you know you've got half a fish so yeah. so you still got to be very very vigilant mm. and then work those areas and when I, those areas that we want um are bait we want to look for bait beautiful out on our shoals um there's just stacks of bait at times and you mentioned that and it becomes very very important because more often when you're talking to game fishers yeah they don't ask you where you saw fish Bait. They ask you where you saw bait. Yeah, where we find bait. Yep, um, and that's 
that that's the um, the recipe. That's the key because these are juvenile fish, and what they're doing is eating their way down the coast, so gaining body weight, Gain, growing and growing, and yep. just going from bait school. Our bait schools aren't as good as they used to be when um, Greg and Dale and yeah, uh, and that's a huge concern for us, isn't it? And does has anyone put their finger on it as to why Bowling Green's not holding the the yakas well, like it used to? I'll, I'll, is it yakas? Is that the yeah, fur affair? Yakas are looking at. Um, one thing, and the mackerel for the mackerel working group I was on. This was one of the topics: is the bait's not there like it used to be. Right. And one of the the proy guys from down Brisbane way, Chris, he brought up a theory, and you can't doubt the theory. And he said, and we sort of laughed a little bit. He blamed the whales. And we sort of all chuckled and laughed and said, oh, let's start harpooning um, to get the mackerel back. But he said over his years of mackerel fishing and around the baits and stuff like that and the migration of whales up the coast and the amount of whales that are now coming up the coast, they eat that bait. Yeah. And we sort of had a little laugh and thought it was funny. Think about it. But you never know. But there's some good bait schools out there what one thing but you wouldn't think that yakka is a is a whale you never i don't know no and another thing was were any like trawl nets scooping them up who knows um but one thing that is key to um how i go reasonably well is i've got a few little isolated bait patches that none of the big boats go to gotcha so I've got a couple of bait schools where the big boats don't go. Have they been um, regular for you? Yes. Yep. Yeah. They all go to the same areas. Why is the bait there, Gareth? Uh, Marty, it's usually on a little shoal or it's yep. usually on um, a little contour line. How have you found it in the other game boats, haven't just through trolling where you troll? Just looking. Yep. And, and that's the key. When you're having, like... The main bait schools in Bowling Green and just out off Sally are there every year. There's always bait there. It just depends how big a bait ball it's going to be. Yeah. So most of the people, that's the starting point. And it is with me, although I've got a couple of little spots I go early. Yeah. Um, they all go to the same areas, bang, and start hunting around there. Usually when you get there first, you usually get a fish because you're the first boat there. And as more boats start circling around dragon baits, they tend to... Drop Go down a get a bit, bit shy. So I tend to stay away from those areas. With yeah, me too. Boats I would. And go to uh, my own little areas. Um, and one of the good things, and this is, uh, is that why a lot of the uh, the skippers are a little bit when they've got to give their skegs, they're a little bit nervous. Oh, especially if they're reading five five four or something out, like that. The, the thing with big boats, and this is the good thing about a little boat sitting close to the water, they can't see a great, they can't see you very well. Whereas you've got a fifty footer, a couple of mile away, you can almost you can see when that boat starts going backwards, and there's a big puff of black smoke out the back. He's got a fish on. Yeah, yeah. He ain't going backwards to pick his hat up. Um, he's got a fish on, so that's easy to see. Yeah, and that is like throwing lollies to kids every boat goes over there because they're getting fish and they're not so <laughs> so a little boat's nice i can tuck away yes and then i can one of my you'd um, look like a seagull yeah just floating on the water <laughs> well, there's only a seagull out there <laughs> and so so I, one of my uh, good little 
tools I use is um, the bathy maps. We had Thomas on the show a couple of years ago when he yes. was setting bathy maps up. Um, so it's a great little tool to mm. have a look. And uh, when we first looked at it, um, I looked at a couple of areas on the way to the bait schools. Okay. And uh, what what uh, Thomas's Bathy Maps app does is gives you um, sedimentary ground, sand, mm. and all that. So I wanted a harder type bottom, and I went to a, a place looking on the Bathy Maps, and, he, and like with a hard bottom. Yes. Um, and I thought, I haven't fished there. I'll have a little go there on the way. Yeah. So we got within... 300 metres of where I wanted to stop and start, put my baits out, and within 10 minutes I had a black marlin off that spot. No bait at all. Thank you very much. No bait, and that's another key. So uh, it's not all about the bait, but it mostly. Mostly it's the bait. Uh, what I also do... How, um, what was there a marlin there? If there was no that's bait. Where I, that's where I'll get to in a sec. Okay. Um, but we'll quickly go to an ad break. If you want to get a number, bingo number, jump on the phones. Um, mix up in cans. What's the number for our new listeners, Gaza? Mix up in cans. So uh, we won't have a Mick from Motorco today. Emma's doing canteen duty up at the uh, the rugby at uh, Ingham, so we won't have Em. So we've got a clear show today. And the studio number is 47 244 I'll play an ad. Grab yourself a bingo number. Got some great prizes, and then we'll continue about why I find Marlin. In areas where there's no... Oh, I'd bait. love to hear it, Gary. It's the gospel that's yeah. given to all, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm Brother Brad. And I'm Brother Barry Man. Hallelujah, brothers. Well, it's all under hallelujah. <laughs> gospel, brother. Gospel. Gospel, boys. Praise in song. Tune in every Sunday from 6 a.m. And you will be blessed. Only on your deadly station, 4K1G. Too deadly. The Holy Ministries with the Hallelujah Brothers. Power your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. A lot of people think COVID-19 has just faded away, but that's not the case. It's really strong in our community and lots of people are getting sick. And now more than ever, it's time to get the booster. And did you know that COVID-19 oral treatments are available for some Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to help protect from getting seriously sick from the virus? The treatments are simple, tablets or capsules, and you can swallow with a glass of water while you're having a feed. See your local GP or the Team at TARS, station sponsor. When you're a small business owner, your greatest asset is you. So look after yourself with our free small business wellness coaching. Available now. Find a coach at business.qld.gov.au forward slash wellness. Authorised by the Queensland Government Brisbane. Station sponsor. Back to the 4K1G fishing show. What have you done? (laughs) I hope it's on. I can't hear. What have you done to it? I don't know, but we're about to be picked up by a huge radio organisation. They just tuned in then. Oh, yeah. You th- Thanks, Bruce? Gaz. Hang on. I've got to try something. Thanks a lot. I thought you were putting the song on. No, I can't. There's no ads running. Okay. Whatever happened then has... Uh, we'll sort that. You better. 
yeah, I yeah. don't know what you've done. No, that's all right. That's all right. Can you play a song and we'll we'll figure it out? I can play a song. Yeah, I reckon we play a song and we figure it out. See, this doesn't happen when I'm on the console, and I'm pretty sure our listeners will be going, never happens when Marty's on the console. You threw something at me. I, I'm hoping. Love and respect, Gary. I'm hoping it's still working, Marty. Someone give us a phone call and let us know you can still hear us. We're plodding along here. No, nah, definitely still be able to hear us. Maybe. How's that? Yeah, that's fine, but I thought you are playing a song. Well, I'm trying to get this going. Is your ute wearing protection? Speedliner what is a, the world's toughest spray on. What, you, what had happened, Marty? No one could hear us. We're back. That'll teach you throwing something at me. Are you blaming me? Yes, I am, because you threw something at me. We're back. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, Everyone's saying that they can hear us. So they they're all good. Thanks, Gavin, Lee. and Oh, well, we're right. I've got the ads going. We're all back, everyone. Thanks so much for that. Look, I'm even going to take this. Take a phone call. I'm going to take this phone call. And uh, morning fishing show. I'm doing as you asked. I'm ringing to tell you I can hear you. Oh, good on you, Joe. <laughs> we, a uh, little bit of an accident there. Marty threw something at me because I was calling him names and it, I think it tapped the, tapped the advert speaker uh, button. We're back. Have you I've, guys got your numbers in today? They have. I, I certainly have. Oh, good. John's at work and Joe's at home in her, um, in her slippers long and long jammies. Ah, oh, good <laughs> stuff. Hey, did you... You've set the scene, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Joe. Thanks heaps for that. No worries. Bye. Bye, mate. Bye-bye. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that, everyone. Just a little bit of a blank. I can cut that out on the uh, podcast. No, leave that 10 minutes in. Yeah, of nothing. <laughs> hey, uh, you were taught before the ad. The, yes, you let's talk, carry on. Talking about why I find Marlon uh, away from bait. Yes, please. And, and that is a really key important part if they're not on the bait but uh, eating. Um, because what you've got to realise mm. is they're obviously on a bait school to feed on the bait. Yes, Sharks are on the bait school to feed on the marlin. Right. So when they're not eating, they've got to do something. They just don't sit on a bait school or they'll get eaten. Yep. So they'll go and drop onto an area um, just to rest out and chill out. And that's and when they do eat, that's an opportunic feed? No, they go to the bait school for a feed. Yeah, but when you catching a marlin yes. where there's no bait that's, yeah that's they're being opportunistic because they'll go oh what's this garfish doing all the way over here i'll go and have a i'll grab that there's no stress of fighting through a bait school i might get eaten by a shark so a lot of times i'll go and work a shoaly area and that's where the bathy maps apps come in yes because they show you that type of stuff they okay. show you the hardness and they show you the the structure of the bottom. Yeah. So I want to find a little shoal area that hasn't got bait. It's not far away from the bait. It might be 150, 200 metres away from a bait school. Mm. But they're just having a little rest over there. Okay. Um, and most of the time... You, do you study the Barfy maps or Bavy maps, yes. whatever you want to call them? Yeah, I do. You I have do? a really good look at them. Okay. Do the other skipper operators have them as I well? Or do you, you don't know if they utilise it? No, I don't know whether a lot of people just go to said a spot um, because as I said before the the um, bait schools are always in the same spots mm. every year and have been for as long as I can remember yeah. and probably other guys who fish longer and longer um, will go yeah I can go to I've still got bait school marks from nine, 1997 yeah. and go straight there and there's bait there whether there's a lot of bait mm. or there's only a small bait school sometimes 
a small bait school is better than a big bait school. Yes, I can imagine. So if you can find a small bait school, and this I've got a couple of them which are really, really cool. If you can find a small bait school away from a massive bait school, and I'm talking, it can be a mile or two miles away, yeah, and and it's looking good. Yeah, um, that's the place to hang around. Bloody oath! And isn't that funny? Like with, uh, uh, we're not talking about barriers, but for one split second on side imaging. If on my side imaging, if there's um, a spot with seventy barra, and then across the creek there's a spot with six barra, yeah, uh, you'll have much more success with the six barra. When they're in a group of seventy, yeah, normally it's just, yeah. and you you will see them. Yeah, Chris, it will happen. Chris Wilcox just sent us. Uh, he said, awesome morning. He's going to chase Spanish this season. And he's sitting in his bobcat and you guys are making it good morning at work. Good on oh, you, Chris. Friend. Chasing Spanish. Go. You're beautiful. Well, so you start fishing at seven and you'll be done by five past, my friend. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> Time he's to head home. Sick of barras. And I've still got that thing for you to drop off, Chris. I'll catch up with you uh, in the next week. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, They've got to rest, Marty. They just don't eat, 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 eat. They disappear and they've got to be somewhere. Yes. Um, so they'll sit away from a bait school. They're not going to get eaten out there unless they're really unlucky mm. um, because, as we know, the sharks eat just about everything. And if you're a small marlin just hanging off the edge of a bait school and a big tiger shark comes through, you're gone. Yeah. So, so I like targeting, and this is when it's quiet. Yeah. So... If it's a lead up to a tide change, so an hour before, an hour after, or maybe an hour and a half before it, so a three-hour period, I'll yeah. play around a bait school. Yeah. But the key with a bait school is what looking what the bait school's doing. So you're you got one eye on that sounder eighty percent of that day. Yes. Yep. Because you can be going from a spot, and sailfish or marlin are very easy to spot on your sounder. Are, are you running three D traditional? Just normal. Yeah, just, just normal 3D. Just normal. Uh, 2D. Color, yeah, normal yep. colour sounder. Uh, my hummingbird just looking. Yep. Um, and and let me say, I'm fishing in 100 foot of water. So yep. we're in that 30 metres. Yeah. Um, it's not far out, and I'll fish between 25 metres or 90, 80 foot to 100 foot. Hmm. Mostly around that 100 foot, 95, 100 foot. I love that. That's the depth I want. Um, so if you're travelling between spots, keep an eye on your sounder because the billfish travel as well. Yeah. And that's where a current line comes in. So if I'm mm. going to change a spot and when you're looking, I've got my sounder set up and I've got my GPS. Yes. And here's a big ticket on um, on your GPS. We all know what the current lines. And nowadays with Navionics, you can download better versions and and hummingbird have got the coast coast maps coast masters coast yeah. master. so you can download all the really good stuff and what that gives you what we used to have in the old days with the contour lines and when you mickey mears calls them something different as than a contour line i'll call them a contour line because that's what i know they are um your contour lines are those lines yes running on your sounder so when you're heading out, you go over a contour line. It'll be the 20-metre contour line, then it'll be the 25. What you get nowadays is you can you can upload your charts and get better contour. So whereas you used to get one line, mm. you can set it now where you can have 10 lines. Okay. And you can spread the contour line. So you can have two metres between those lines and you get a better reading of what the bottom is. Mm. So it won't be just one contour line. There could be 20 contour lines. Yeah, it makes sense. So what you want to look for on those contour lines is when they're going along your screen, you want to look for a deviation. 
So it might drop down or it might be a, a big hollow or a really sharp line. So it might go along and then do a horseshoe and then keep going. Fish those areas. Okay. Because that's an anomaly on the bottom. That has changed the bottom some way. And then you correspond it with a bathy map. And then you go, aha, that's hard bottom. That's got a little hollow in there. And then you con you put that with the sediment layout on it, and you can go, that's a hard bottom. And There's start, a bit to it. There is. You start thinking about it. Hmm. So then you concentrate on those areas, and you might see a little speckling of bait, and then you work those areas, start doing reasonable circles um, and lines with your bait, with your with your rigs out. Yeah. And then you start finding the bait. When you're trolling and you find bait, yeah. where is your ideal bait depth sitting? Like if you're in 100 and they're sitting at 90, you're going to yeah. be like, uh, aren't you? Yes. Or, but if you're in 100 and they're sitting at 20, that's got to get oh, you a yeah. little bit excited. What you, 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 How your bait sits is is a real key. So if, if you find a decent bait school and it's spread out over your screen, mm-hmm. there's nothing harassing that. So you sort of look at it and go, it's not getting harassed. There's not a lot. There's probably odd fish feeding on it. You might see a couple of fish sitting above it. Um, it's do it. It's just sitting there. Yeah. But over the course of trolling around it and in that area for a while and keep going back over it, it might start getting closer together, closer together, and then all of a sudden it's up in the sur- up closer to the surface. Sometimes they even start popping on the surface, and you see them and go, oh, here this, we go. This is us. Um, so you want to watch that bait school. So as it gets compacted, and they can look like a tree standing from the bottom. Yeah. Uh, and you know something's pushing them together. Or you can look at the side of the wall and there's a big hole in it and something's in there having a crack at it. So you want to see that bait starting to push together and push up in the surface. Do you ever see Billy's surface hit a, a, no, a bait? I- like a barrel will buff a bait? No, you more often see a sailfish um, yeah, okay. around through the bait. Yeah, but you actually see them come up and buff a bait on the surface? No, and they not don't really, hey. buff, so to speak. They might flash through it. or that. A sail- but when they hit a surface trolled gar, that's exactly what they're doing, though, well, isn't it? There's usually two strikes. There's a fast from the side, and yes. there's the come up behind it slowly with okay. the beak. Because their beak is their weapon. That's what they hit. Yes. Bang. Yep. So if you if you and they're zigzagging that bait, yeah, aren't they? To yeah, mobilise it. They they give it a smack with their because you can tell a marlin bait bite when you get one, it pulls out of your rigger and you wind it in and it's squashed and friggin' bit of skins taken off it. You go, well, yeah, that was a billfish. If it's a mackerel, there's nothing left. If <laughs> no. It's, if it's a tuna, you've got a tiny tag end of a tail hanging there and all mushed up. So, so the bite's quite um, distinct, and you know a bite there. But yeah, as that bait school gets pushed together, um, it starts getting better and better, and you get more excited. And that's usually leading up to to tide changes. So, you boys must get frustrated at times with the Spaniards and tuna, uh, mate. It can, and and that sounds funny to a fisher like me. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, you do. Um, a lot of the a lot of the areas I fish don't have. A lot of Spaniards. Okay. But I've got so you, even though like somewhere like Bunnings is loaded with bait, that's yeah, not... and Spaniards and Sharks. Yeah. But there will be marlin there. There that, would be, wouldn't there? Yes, of course. There'd be, there's marlin there. At the back of Sally, there's marlin. Yeah. Um, all those type of areas. All those shoal areas. Um, the mackerel patches. Marlin. Mm. That's how we first found the mackerel patches, me and Aldina, many years ago. We were coming back from out wide and I said to... 
On one of your drug runs. Yeah, it was hard putting those barrels in the back of the boat. Um, <laughs> lost one. It washed up at Hinchinbrook last year. Please uh, carry on. Uh, we were coming back from out wide, <laughs> yes. and um, I seen a, a fish jump in the distance, and I said, Dale, there's a fish over there. And didn't know. Just free jumping. Free yep. jumping. So we started heading towards it. Bang, there's another free jump, a Spaniard. Yeah. So we put a couple of mackerel lures out and went towards it. And when we got to it, um, the whole screen lit up red and we were on to two Spaniards. Yep. And so we caught those Spaniards and kept them. And we actually thought the one fish was a marlin because we thought we'd seen a bill, but it ended up being a Spaniard. So in the end, we used to keep going back to that spot. Um, and then it got few people got the marks as well and then it got shared and then the mac patches was quite busy um back in we i think we fished it for a couple of years without a lot of people um knowing about it um troy jones was one i used to see troy when he was chartering he had a rock not far away what was his charter name just one more cast one more cast one more cast so i used to see troy uh, a lot um and then uh when it got a little bit popular was out there one day seen miles tam catch a massive sailfish off it Wow, there like, you go. It was really, he was chasing mackerel and caught this dirty big sail. So anywhere where there's a shoaly patch and a little bit of bait uh, is a chance to get uh, your marlin. So let's go to a song and an ad break. And Are you going to go all right this time? The last couple have been a little bit... Well, don't throw anything at me and don't wreck my system. You know I'm going good. How can you blame me? How Are you, you're, you're accusing me of you, sabotage. Yeah, you did. Look, they're still ringing going, tell Marty to leave... Him alone. Hey, Jace Wilhelms messaged me. And Jace is, or he'll be, oh, sorry, Gaz, I've got more important stuff. Casey Stoner wants to take me for dinner. Uh, oh, it's all good. He's, the kids have t- want him to take him fishing, so. Fair enough. So you can't knock that back. No, definitely um, not. I thought it might have been Casey Stoner. Him and Casey are really good mates. Mentioned drug run, and all of a sudden we're talking Casey Stoner. Oh, there we go. Let's go to a song and an ad break. And we're no M today, but uh, there is a vac- vacancies for Christmas. Look at the phone light up. If anyone wants to go... Uh, I'm going. I'm taking um, phone calls. Oh, I turned you off then. You're gone. Uh, if anyone wants to go to Lucinda for uh, Christmas, give Emma a ring up there. There's crabs running at the moment, heaps of fish. So uh, we'll go to a song and ad break. When we come back, we'll chat more fishing. Oh, are you? What's the rest? Sunrise, beer and ballyhooler in the cooler on ice. First May, rigging bait, breaking out rides, trolling over the sweet spot until we got fish up, back it on down cap, got her hooked up, break out the gap, brother fish on. Lines going tight, buckle on in, about to be a fight, gonna make a million dollars on the water. Bank account dancing like a bobber. Your ass, we gon' raise that flag. Ring a ding a ling, here comes the dinner bell. Do you hear that screaming real? Let me hear you yell. Fish on, back it on down, cap. Got her hooked up, break out the gap, brother. Fish on, the line's going tight. Buckle on in, about to be a fight. Gonna make a 
wearing protection. Speedliner is the world's toughest spray on liner, providing strength and reliability for a wide range of applications. Speedline this, Speedline that. Extend the life of your U tray with Speedliner. Available now at Cool Cars and Customs. Station sponsor. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. Time to get styled up with a new car or four-wheel drive from Motorco on Bowen Row. If you want a ute or need more seats for biggest mob, then you should go with Motorco. Great warranty and up-to-sale service. Motorco can deliver to Palm Island and other remote communities. Motorco, station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. No uh, hiccups, Marty didn't throw anything at me this time. And we're fine, we're back on air. I'm not even commenting. No, don't, mate, I'll only get you. I waste my time. Oh, it's good, mate. Flying along in this awesome show. Don't forget uh, 47244824 if you uh, want to get a bingo number during the ads and the song. If you've got a question you want to ask us, um, just give us a bell and we'll uh, put you on air and have a chat with you about what's going on. So everyone out on the water, haven't even looked what the conditions are like out there, Marty. I better have a little look. Yeah, have a little bit of a squizzamundo. And then we'll uh, what we'll uh, do is how I... Um, how I set up when i first get to my spot so because there is a little bit of a process yeah um, well there's a process for me i don't know what other people do they might just get there and throw their crap in the water and off they go whereas i'm a little bit more pedantic in a little it, it's called a system i suppose ah uh, here we go yongala is southeasterly at 11 knots davies reef is southeasterly at 13 knots and the good old cleveland bay is the one that didn't work. There we go. Is south southwesterly at 12 knots. So in close in the bottom of Crocky and those areas will be uh, quite nice. Marty, let's. Um, I did touch a little bit on uh, what line class I run, which is yes. only six and eight kilo mono. Um, but what we also um, go for is is the rods and reels. Um, I haven't got the gold tiagras sitting on the back of the boat or yep. the pen inters or those type of reels. I've got. Um, I run two, my swimming baits, which are on the back corner, are two TLD-20s or 25s with um, six to eight kilo line on them. It seems so big for that, for, for smaller fish. It's just what you're used to? It's just what I've, what I've got. Because really you could get away with a 400 size reel, couldn't you? You could, mate. Uh, back in the in the day, the old Abu 7000 was the go-to. Yeah. Um, with a bit of 8 kilo on it. Yeah. Held, held more than enough line capacity. But I, my two swim baits off the back corner are overheads. Yes. Um, my 
two skipping baits are spin. Okay, what what breed of spin? Uh, I well, this is where it's it's um, not a stellar or anything like that. I doesn't st- need to be. I still run the good old Pen USA eight fifty spin fishers. Can't break them, can you? No, they are brass gear in them. Um, the 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 uh, retrieval rate's not like some of your new reels, and the drag pressure's not as good. But you don't need that. No. Um, you're in open water. You just need a little bit of line capacity. So I run six, eight, or ten off them. Yeah. Um, let's They're just- traditionally quite a heavy reel, like your TLDs. You don't mind that? No, don't mind that, mate, because you've usually got um your rod end of the rods in a rod bucket or you've got to cush it on it. Yeah. So it's so- clearly evident that you don't like spending money. So it, <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in all sincerity. But if you start again, like today, yeah. walk into a tackle store, would you opt for because you can still buy TLD twenty fives? Yes I would. And twenties you would really um the quality of them is isn't what that's it strange. used to be. Yeah. Um, you, but you don't need I like a lever No you don't I like a lever drag. For my overheads, yes. Um, a lot of the cheaper ones are star drags, which don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that if you know your settings. Yeah. Um, but your lever drag allows you to set your drag. Usually, um, two thirds break, uh, a third of your braking strain. Did you get as ever serious to put a set of scales no. on you? No, no, I go by feel. Yeah, yeah, me too. But in saying that, I have been dusted by a real a bigger fish, a bigger marlin hitting the bait, and my drag too tight, and it banging it. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Just okay. make sure there's a little. You you want you don't want it on your overheads because you're not running them in clips. So this is how I set up my swimming baits on the back in back corner. Mm-hmm. Then I put, as I said, I put those lines out not far behind the prop wash. Mm-hmm. Then I grab the tip of the line and I have a lacquer band. Yes. And I put the lacquer band around my line and hook it onto my handle, or if there's a, a bow sprit or something on there hook it on that so what i've got is the line comes from the tip of my rod straight down to the back of my boat then yep. flat yep this gives you two two op this it serves for two purposes and and this i didn't invent this this was shown to me by probably one of the blokes who i picked picked brain more than anyone a guy called ron henderson right um ron in the day was has fished with all the marlin yep. picked the boats caught the fish was Shimano, everything. So Ron was my source of information. Ron said, Ron said, try this. So pull the lacquer band down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've actually got some some clips I've made up. You can buy um, a Canon downriggers have the pegs. Yes. So what I've also got, I've put a little bit of mono on that, heavy mono and a clip, and I can clip a lacquer band into that so it holds it away from the back of my boat a little bit. Right. Um, so what that gives me is two things. It holds my bait flatter in the water so it'll swim nicely. Yes. Just thinking if it's a rough day, they're going to pop out of your waves anyway. But yeah. I, I Or if they're be... close to the boat on the angle from up high, they're, they're not going to do what out. you want. Some people like that, but I like mine flat. So that it gives me two options. It keeps my bait flat, and then when a fish grabs that and pulls it out of the lacquer band, it gives what they call drop back. Yes. So if you think from the tip of the rod, these are only short short game rods. Yes. So you've probably got 1.2 metres from the tip of the rod down to where the line goes on a 90-degree angle out the back of the boat. Yep. That gives the fish enough drop back. He snaps it out. There's no pressure on him, so it's not direct to the rod or her. So she's got time to take that bait into the mouth turn around and start moving away. It's only a split second, it's a but, split it's, second but it's all you enough. need. 
So the hookup rate becomes much, much better. And I don't use circle hooks. I use J hooks, and I only run one J hook. And I don't run a second hook down by the tail. And that must be a 50-50 because I know a lot of... They do use the circle hooks. They do, but you've got to let them... Circle hooks are more when you're fishing your live baits, your, your switch baiting and stuff gotcha. like that. Um, you're actually in tournaments not allowed to use a J hook with a live bait and stuff like that because um, the reason being... A, if you have a J hook, which is your standard J hook, yes, um, and you've got it in a live bait, and you're bait fishing a, a bait school, and a marlin swallows that all the way down, which they do, it, that J hook's in its guts, and when you're fighting it, you pull everything out. Oh. So in game fishing tournaments, they're actually banned. Whereas if you've got a live bait on a circle hook, and a circle hook is designed to hook in the corner of the mouth yes that's the way they are so it takes that bait all the way down to its stomach you let it run and this whether you count to 12 or whether you count to 15 um, and then you engage the gears what that bait actually does is because it's not a point on a j hook it slowly works its way out of its mouth when it's swimming away and then supposedly into the corner of the mouth and bang your hook it that way so the people from Petter actually use and recommend circle hooks. i love them mate yes yeah they do <laughs> so so that's the you're gonna get us in trouble yeah, gary that's the looking after the fish but i use j hooks and i don't do any live baiting and bait schools um so most of mine are impact hits so they're in that mouth on the beak very very red well i don't do do i hook a fish in the guts and and it damages that fish they're all in that mouth or in the top of the beak or or stuff like that so that drop back gives them enough time on my swimming yes and then the drag is set not super loose where if they take off with it it's gonna birds nest on you because remember they're overheads yes so there's enough tension there for them to take line and swim away without birds nesting and then um, when they hook up like that i give the boat a little nudge boom on the throttle just to give it a and just hopefully set that hook a little bit better. Whereas when you come to the outriggers mm. on my spin, and obviously outriggers are 11 foot out the side of the boat, um, put the put your bait out, and these are skipping baits, so they're not swimming, they're skipping on the surface. Put your bait out as far as you want. Usually... Gaz, I've got a feeling. Yeah. We should take a call. All right, I'm going Could to. be a question. All right. Could be. Do you reckon? No. I'm going for it. Go for it, Gazza. Morning fishing show. Good morning. Ma Marty, Marty, grab the number. Is okay. that you, Courtney? Yes. Awesome. Marty will get you a number. All right, Courtney, you are number 24 this morning. How many numbers today for you? Um, Mark. Dad? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 25? Uh, Mason. Mason is 26. Sam? And Talissa. Talissa, no Sam Talissa. today. Nah. Nah. T Talissa's 27. And now your question on uh, Marlon, please, Courtney. <laughs> Don't believe him, Courtney. Okay. There you go. You got your numbers. Thank you. Okay, have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Oh, there I thought Courtney was going to go, oh, what size sinker do you use on the front on the of ball. Your, yeah. on your swim boat? She wanted to. Yeah, she was going to. She wanted to. I could feel it. So, so on the um, on the the outriggers um, spin, obviously. Um, what a lot of the times, the bigger boats will do a bit more speed, and the bigger boats will push more of a, a wake. Yep. So what you find with the big boats and their outriggers are sixteen foot, so they're a fair way out, fair big. Yes. 
they'll sit their skip bait on their pressure wave or the bow wave that's out to the side, and they skip along the top of that. That's their optimum. Okay. I like a little boat doing four and a half knots doesn't have a massive wave, bow wave out the back, but you still want to try and get a bait just on top of it and then the second one just out the back of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, and then you get your pull your line in, put it in your outrigger with a lacquer band because mm. I'm using six kilo mono, six and eight. 10 kilo mono i don't clip that into the clip the blacks clip and while you mention that the new igfa with the tournament rules it's now 10 kilo uh on some tournaments some's eight some's 10 yep um, six is really rare now isn't it yeah that's looking after the fish because the fight can a bigger fish the fight can be quite a long time small fish not long at all but no bigger fish so a lot of eight and that's for the longevity of the fish the protection of the fish get it in Yep. Tag it and then get May it. May I ask you while we're on it, we're talking about reels and so forth. Before we talk about rods, yeah. Um, your mono, you only use mono. Were you a pre test man or what was your go to mono? Uh, and explain what pre test meant, which is very important for IGFA. I've always used platypus pre test. You always have Influro? Influro green, and then I yep. used their low stretch. Only because they used to send it to me. Oh, of course they did. Kitching back in the day before Stewie sold the company to another, another people, and then I just let that run out. Um, so, so I still like the platypus pretest. I've got that on mine, or the low stretch in the orange. Yeah. Um, and pretest, what that means when you're fishing. We could have a caller for a question, Gaz. I reckon you risk it, mate. Uh, I reckon you risk it. Go for it. Yep. All right. It's up on you, Marty. This one's on me. Morning fishing show. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Good, thank you. Who do we have this morning? Jose. Hey, Jose. Hey, Jose. I seen you rung me, mate. I'm sorry I couldn't get to the. I couldn't answer it. We were trying to sort out the consult. Hey, um, some interesting points you guys have covered in the last few weeks. Yeah. One that really tickled me this morning was maps. Maps. Yeah. Yeah. When you go fishing. Yes, mate, I uh, I look at them regularly. That's about all I do yeah. when I go fishing, but I look at them. Do you use them? Yes. Okay, explain um, what... And, ha- a pa- and, a, and a paper map, Gary. You the still... The contour lines on the bottom, if you uh, know how to read them, will give you the depth. Yes. So you can tell if you're looking at a hole or you're looking at a rise or you're looking yes. at the side of a steep um, uh, wall. Uh, a lot of people neglect it. It's just simple. I sit at home, and if I want to go fishing, I can um, have a look at a paper map, mm-hmm. and then relate it to um, a sounder. Yes, very I, good. I don't it's look awesome. at paper maps um, as much, but uh, on my sounder, um, I will study those contour lines and find yeah. the biggest deviation in the line and the tightest. What do you mainly chase? What's your main target? Um, Marty, I've retired from fishing. I've sold my boat for okay. um, health reasons. Yep. Um, but yeah, I used to fish creeks. Uh, I used to fish out here in the bay. Yeah. Um, I just go fishing generally. I, no particular thing. I just enjoyed fishing. Just let Beautiful. me. Just let me clarify with Jose. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's been around fishing in Townsville for many, many years. Fish with a lot of people um, that have been around. The lot. He's he's a good fisherman. He knows he, he knows his dirt. stuff. He knows. There his we stuff. go. He's uh, a lot of people listening will know. Ah, uh, we know Jose. I'm trying to think so. if we ever met, but I think it was a Jose that I used yes, to. Yes, Marty. I know you, Marty. I speak to you at different shows and different places. You we've met. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yes. There okay. you go. Beautiful, beautiful. And 
Thanks for the memories. Mel- Malcolm Florence, I used to live down the road from, and he was one of the guys, as you said, did a lot of fishing, uh, much underestimated. Yes. Um, he was a, a guy that would go see, look, and enjoy. Yeah. Um, I used to love his voice, to- Jose. Love his voice, oh, narrating. Oh. I was about to say, he used to sweet talk the fish into the boat. Didn't he? <laughs> he did. You could just listen to his sports fishing library movies over and over again just to hear that narration yeah. that he used to do. Brilliant. Yes, and he was a great fisherman. A lot of people underestimated his ability. He had so much information. He used to live up the road from me. Okay. And uh, he'd be cleaning his boat, and we, I'd stop, and we'd have a conversation. We'd talk about maps, fish, marlin, whatever you wanted to know. Um, he had an idea on him. Very good to talk to. Much missed. Yes, and, uh, indeed. Too and true. Too early as well. Yeah. Yes. And that yes. there was the epitome of irony, wasn't it, was to have a heart attack riding home from the gym. Yes. <laughs> that is uh, wrong on many, many levels. I wonder if his, um, do you remember his burgundy-coloured answer hat that he wore in many a film? Anthony May still have it. Anthony uh, May. Or should be a, wearing it, it when it he goes It should be in a museum fishing. somewhere, yeah. that thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, Jose. Jose's also an awesome oh, supporter yeah. of the Cure Starts now. Oh, yeah, good mate. on you. Hey. Yes, and one other point, uh, you were talking about fishing tackle shops and all that. Here's a name that was very much underestimated in Townsville, Mrs. Lowndes, Bill's wife. Oh. She knew more about fish and tackle than 50 fishermen put together. You know, I, I have no idea. That's, That's before a, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep, yeah. wow, we're going back, got to be going back 40, 35 years oh, ago, mate, 45, I mean, more. Yes, yes. I'm a rod builder too, and she knew if you wanted to know something in Townsville about fishing, whether it was how, how to throw a cast net or how, what hook to use or what cotton to get or what glue to put on it, yep. she knew, mate. Oh, beautiful. She was a lovely person. Did you enjoy the rod building days? Found it satisfying? Yeah, I, yeah, I've got to get back into it. I've got a couple of things, a little projects that I need to get back into, and uh, I promised Gary one. He'll probably get it before I'm uh, another 50-year-old. <laughs> You're Good right, job. mate. We'll catch up again when you when you're feeling up to it. Okay, guys, I'll let you go, but keep the good... It's a fantastic show. It covers more, and if people listen, they will learn lots. Oh, oh good on you, mate. mate we I, appreciate that. I try and listen to myself to learn. It's easy to talk about it, Jose, but putting it into practice is the, is the key. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who think I could fish the way I talk? I'm hopeless. Hey, Gary, 99% of it is enjoyment, mate. It is, mate. I'm, I'm, and that we do. I'm here for the looks, yeah. mate. <laughs> well, that's debatable. Depends which mirror you're looking at. <laughs> good on you. A bloody good one. Mate, lovely to talk to you. <laughs> okay. Bye, mate. See you, mate. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, Jose. Bye. Catch up soon. Bye, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah, good on, Jose. Oh, that was a good call uh, to take. Mate, lovely bloke. Lovely. Uh, good supporter of... Um, of uh, the cure starts now. Actually, uh, he bought a couple of lures that we sold. And I t- actually, um, we went to Black River and met Wren, and oh. you know, uh, he got um, Wren, Beautiful. To, Wren to sign sign them Yep, um, and sign with Amy's name and, and get them put in a little... We've, we've lost touch with it a little bit now, mainly because Wren has stepped away yeah. um, for his own reasons, um, but we're still great supporters of it. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I see... Um, that the uh, the bidding has started on the trucks and so forth. I saw a bit of an yep, update so I for think the that's new in a couple of weeks. So yeah, a couple of weeks time. That. So get out and support that. We don't. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, the people of uh, Kelso, especially on the upper Ross River Road. There, they're brilliant. They get out and have a morning barbecue, and and why not? Brilliant atmosphere. 
Have they got barbecues, Kelso? <laughs> Sorry, John. Too hard to carry, Jeff. Too hard John to carry on your back Kelsey. in the middle of the night down the road. Ah, uh, found another song, Marty. <sighs> <laughs> oh, look out. It's people from Kelso. Look out. It's Ren. Ren's messaged me. Hi, Gary. I don't appreciate you. <laughs> I don't appreciate your story about Kelso. Our barbecues are dynabolded to our back patios. Ah, uh, thanks, mate. I'm coming <gasps> back. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Let's go to a song and an ad break, and when we come back, we'll talk more fishing. <laughs> more what? Fishing. Black Marlin, this song is called Marty. I've played it before. The brave day will take your very breath away The chill that's not entirely due to cold You're not as young as you'd like to be But what the heck, at least you're free Your heart's on fire but you won't move till you're told The morning sun has shown its face Your fevered pulse begins to race The dream you've had for years is here at last You see a shadow near the bait Excited now you sit and wait Who think a thing that size could move so fast Then Marlon from up above, like Marlon, it's a word you're dreaming of, body shining black as night, who's to know who'll win the fight, is sure enough a fight there's gonna be, Black Marlon, please let it be me. Watch the trembling line, the skipper says you're doing fine With all your strength you fight to take each breath You feel him dive and take the strain His muscle fights the bending chain Cause he realizes he's fights for life, not death Black Marlin, it's the word you're dreaming of Body shining black as night Who's to know who in the fight Cause sure enough a fight there's gonna be Black Marlin, please let it be me The battle's raised one hour now You're holding on but God knows how The black one's more exploding from the sea but soon will come his final run You know inside the battle's won You'll tag his weight but then you'll set him free Then Marlon comes a shout from up above Black Marlon, it's the word you're dreaming of Body shining black as night Who's to know who in the fight Just sure another fight there's gonna be Black Marlon, please let it be me This is Gary from the NQ Fishing Show. And g'day, this is Marty. Come and join us live every Saturday morning from 7am for three hours of the best fishing show around. The NQ Fishing Show, live Saturdays from 7 on 4K1G. When you're a builder and your father and grandfather were builders before you, it's definitely in your blood. Homes by DJ Jones brings that experience and passion to every home. Homes by DJ Jones build quality homes at a true turnkey price with no hidden extras. If you're looking for peace of mind when you build, see their new display home at Harris Crossing featuring the new Tesla Powerwall. Homes by DJ Jones. Your home, your future, their reputation. Station sponsor. 
Flagship destroyer boats are built for North Queensland conditions. Higher sides, wider and deeper. Built strong, built to last, built to fish. Flagship destroyer boats are only available at Townsville Marine. All powered by Yamaha Outboards with Yamaha Finance and Insurance. With models from the 435 Creek Boats to the mighty 730 Hardtop models and everything in between. There's a destroyer boat at Townsville Marine to suit your fishing. Destroyer boats, Yamaha, Townsville Marine. Station sponsor. You're looking for a deadly deal on a used car or four-wheel drive? Then get styled up in your new rig from Motorco. Motorco always looking after our mob with great pricing, proper good after-sale service. And all our vehicles come with warranty. Too right? Why go anywhere else? Motorco, Bowen Road, Ross Lee, station sponsor. Looking for the toughest products in town? Tackle World Townsville has the ultimate. Introducing Yeti, the toughest icebox around. So tough they are grizzly bear proof and hold ice for days. And the Yeti drinkware, it's the best on the market. Station sponsor. Hey Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sign Mob. They are top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Science. Now that's a rap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com or call Kai at Kai Science on 0418 199 Station sponsor. Are you into spearfishing? Tackle World Townsville has the biggest range of spearfishing gear in town with all the big name brands like Rob Allen, Cressy, Torelli and heaps more. And we'll repair and service your gear. Tackle World on the Ingham Road has it all. See Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine with unbeatable savings. Nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. Time of that time of the day to head to the awesome Rising Submarine and have a chat with Pia. How are you going? I'm great. How are you? We're fantastic. We haven't spoke for a couple of weeks because we've been flat out, us here. Yeah, yeah, you've just been ignoring my and phone you... calls apparently. Well, when you ring me in the middle of the night, I'm usually trying to sleep. <laughs> Please. Just looking for a lift, Gary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not a problem with you. <laughs> Easy just, up, you pair. Just stop sending the photos. <laughs> <laughs> How's the little one going? Spectacular. Oh, actually. awesome. They grow up too fast. Dave. They do. It's, it's, yeah, it's been that long since we spoke to you that she had they had the fifth birthday the other day. Yeah, absolutely. Full mouth of teeth. They're falling out. Got her veneers on top. Yeah, driving you around to the pubs. Well, that's what kids are for. <laughs> How's it been in Rising Sun Marine? You, now, I drove past yesterday, and yeah. behind the uh, fence there, is, have you got a new brand of boat, or did I see a different brand of boat there, an aluminium brand? We did, yeah. We've got a second-hand destroyer out the front. No, it was another one. There was another... One? Right, as you walk out the double doors to go out on the right, there, I thought it was... I did... 
I did look at the name, but because I'm old, I forgot. I have a battle where I remember where I live. Past your face. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's the only one we've got that second hand. It might have been a customer's uh, boat. We had a massive sea fog here yesterday. It was quite pretty. Oh, how nice are they? Yeah, yeah, it was very pretty. How, uh, how are the Quinnies going for you? Spectacular, actually. They're flying out the door as fast as they're coming in. But we've got a couple of nice ones on the floor at the moment. We've got a nice big 540 cruise about. Um, so they've been pretty popular lately, the bow riders. Yeah. Um, so if anyone is out there interested, this is the first time we've had one in quite a while. Um, so we've had a lot of inquiries about them. So shout out to everyone out there that wants to look at the cruise abouts there on the floor. Yeah, get in here. <laughs> get in, have a look, sit in the captain's seat. <laughs> oh, you can have oh, a little seat in there. Shall we supply cheese and wine? Should we do like a cheese and wine uh, I'll come over there. Day. You put cheese and wine on. I'm there just for the yeah, cheese I call and it the Bickies. Cheese and wine boat. Is it one of those? It's yeah. oh, it's the little nut where you walk through the windscreen. It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a little bit. They're all right. Yeah, they're more of an island boat, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're a cheese and wine boat. How How about Renegades? How How have they been going? Renegades are good. We've got a Center Console 530 in at the moment, um, so that one's for sale. That's an awesome little boat. Yeah. Um, they do a, quite a small um, Center Console in the 530, so you do have a lot of fishing room on both sides of it. You're not squeezing yourself sideways to get past it. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. That's on the floor at the moment. They come with a 115 on the back, so that motor's along. Um, and it's painted black, so she looks a bit snazzy. Ooh, hide in the mm. darkness when you're pinching people's crab pots. Yeah, absolutely, no. yeah. You know Remember what the that's against is? the law, no? No, you know what the secret is with your crab pots? You know what my dad does? He does different coloured cable ties. What, so people who so only like, steal crab pots that like red cable ties steal those ones? No, no, but you know what I mean? Like, people only buy black cable ties. Yeah. Like, no one's going out there, if, and if someone's got multicoloured cable ties on there, they're not going to cut them off and re-rate them black because then they know them in rated. Oh, there you go. Sneaky, your dad. Everywhere. He's an ideas man, your dad. Yeah. yeah, well, you know what it is? He's an eBay man. Can't get off bloody eBay. Oh, does he buy all the crap? Ooh. Yeah, he got all the cable ties off there, different colour polka dots at some does he stage. Does say... Happy colours at some stage. He went, yeah. He, he looks like he should have a leading role in the castle. Does he say to your mum, hey, Marge, <laughs> cable ties are only a dollar fifty a dozen? <laughs> Absolutely, straight to the pool room. Yeah, tell him they're said, dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How the <does, laughs> a jousting sticks? Oh, that's How funny. much? Yeah, are yeah, you? that's what it is exactly. <laughs> oh, your dad love to sit down with him. We'd be terrible. Oh, it'd be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Hey, uh, what about sounders? What about good old hummingbirds and mincoders? How are we going for stock? I'm pretty good at the moment, actually. We just got a nice little influx of 609s, which are the 80 pounds, 72 inches. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, people froth over them. Uh, I'm yep. not entirely sure why. <laughs> yeah, well, but they love them. A lot of things, the lot of things make me froth, but not usually yeah. an electric motor. No, well, I'm arguing with people over the length of the shaft. I'm like, you know, you don't need a 72-inch. You don't need it. It's a 60-inch. I... They, uh, I could feel the pain with a longer shaft. I know where yeah. they're coming from. Just yeah. let it go, it's Gary. In the way. Don't, it's in the it. way. Don't yeah. walk into anything it. here, yeah. Pia. <laughs> when yeah. you lay you it down, it, no, you can't, Pia. <laughs> it's terrible when I'm out fishing. Yeah, when you, when I lay it along the side of the boat, it's still oh, in the way. Know. She's as bad as you. I've just decided. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a good girl. So, some more. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, that's our X-rated. That's what we can call our pod today, shaft length. 
Oh, it's beautiful. Anyways. How about in the uh, bug and boat bit section? You got bits and pieces still there. I'm changing <laughs> the subject it? quickly. Yeah. yeah, good, good, good detour. I just received a new Garmin stand, so yeah. as we speak, we are setting that up. Yeah. So if you do see Rising Submarine on fire on the weekend, probably Pierre and Emma's fault because we did black and wire some um, sounders. Oh, no. It oh. was a bus bar. I don't know. It's you know, easy. Yeah, it's well easy. above my pay grade, but I, we've done a spectacular how's, job. How's M going? She fitting in nicely? Yeah, absolutely spectacularly. Does she still make a good cup of coffee or no? Yeah, well, we, there's a little secret. We have a little secret bakery around the corner from us that takes everyone's paycheck every week. Oh, wait. Um, and, yeah, they do cronuts, they do sausage rolls, they do coffee. So we go there for an iced latte nearly every day. Oh, sounds beautiful. It's yeah. awesome. Well, if anyone's chasing a boat or a motor, Yamaha motor, our awesome Yamaha motors, or Hummingbird, Minkota, mm-hmm. or any bits and pieces, head down to Rising Summer and see Pia and M. They're delightful young ladies. Yes, yes, come in, see us, more than welcome for a chat. No, I know that. When I walk in there, it's two hours later when I leave. Yeah, sometimes it's bad, that's all right. It's good fun, though. All right, what time are you open till today? 12.30 on the dot, not a second after. Oh, please, why, you've got to get to the donut shop. Well, no, because she has a family and wants a weekend as well. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I hate walking into a shop at three minutes to 12 when they close. Yeah, I give people the eyes hard. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to turn up at 11.59. No, because I'll shut the door if it's you. <laughs> you just do anyway. I want a full quote on the boat now. Good on, you. Good on you, Pia. Awesome to talk to you. We'll talk to you again soon. Awesome, guys. Have a nice weekend. See you, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. There's Pia at Ross. Naughty, Naughty girl. Oh, she's good good for a chat. Naughty I love boy. going in there having a chat with her. It's good fun. Uh, don't forget, if you want a renegade, a Quinny renegade, top ender, Yamaha motor, mink coders or hummingbirds, um, or any other sounders, head in there um, and see the gang. I've actually got to go in there because one thing when you are fishing blue water mm-hmm. and when I head out there is you have to make sure your safety gear is up to speed. Yeah. And my flares run out this month. Okay. So uh, when you... Good opportunity, guys, to go and check. If you're thinking, oh, when was the last time I had a look? Go and do it now. Good chance they're out. Yeah, don't leave it to the Friday night if you're heading out on the Saturday morning, um, which a lot of people do. Um, But, yeah, don't forget to make sure your EPIRB's registered and up-to-date registered Mm. and make sure your flares are current. I remember... Oh, years ago when I was working for Aquamarine, when we very first started, and uh, we done a uh, Saturday morning, it was a variable weekend, and we took a whole heap of flares and safety gear down to the boat ramp at the Coast Guard. I don't think the other boat ramp was developed then, and it was packed. Yep. And um, we sold a crap load. It was a really good idea. Well, when when I had 7 to 7, because I was open at 5 on the weekends and public holidays in the morning, yes, we carried flares as well. You know what I've always wondered? How you would go on one of them variable weekends if you had a coffee cart? Probably pretty good. Coffee cart down there. Imagine that. You go down and sort of, I mean, a lot of people get it on the way. But if they knew there was a coffee cart at the boat ramp, they'd be like, oh. And that brings me a point. And I'm the biggest fan of the Coast Guard in the world. I really am. Yeah. I I love them. They play. But, but. And Glenn Jepson was actually there as well because Glenn. Jepo. Yeah, yep. He was in the same boat as me, and there was a couple of boats there. We've gone down on the Friday, and there was a comedian in town. Oh, so the boat ramp was. Not one spot. Where'd you park? We had to go to the other ramp. There was nowhere to park. 
we had to leave our boat ramp. You can't do that, Townsville Coast Guard. You've got to leave You've some. You've got to leave some. You've got to leave some. There was, and it was a beautiful night. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, like, okay, if it's a 20 knot night and it's a Friday night, sure, fill your boots. Yeah. But when it's a five to tens on a Friday night, sure, we've got two ramps, but that's still our boat ramp. That's yeah, not a comedian's, casino's, concert's car park. No, you've got to leave some areas for people. So who want we, to fish. we had to leave. Yeah, that's not. I would have just. And we, well, we went to go to the Coast Guard, but that once they'd done their sales and whatever, they closed the doors. Once the concert started, or once gone. the car park's full, couldn't you park there up was on no the grass? There. No, because everyone else was on the grass. Yeah, that's a bit not fair. It so, how does that work? Because there's going to be a lot of people there of a morning um, who, who has a big night. They get on the piss and um, leave their cars there overnight. But then they've broken the law. Or are they covered because they paid a fee to park there? Who That's knows? an interesting point. Let's not get into it. All I'm saying is, for the sake of maybe not making ten grand on the night, make nine thousand five hundred and, and leave, leave a, a few boat yeah. ramps for the boaties. Good point, that, Marty. That is our boat ramp. Good point. Good yep. point. And like, it, that's not. Jeppo was down there as well, and he's like, no, nah, you need to talk about it on the radio show. That's wrong on many levels, which it is. But I love the Coast Guard. You just do a brilliant job. Amazing job. And that's a, the thing. I'm a I'm member of the Coast Guard yep. um, for when I go out there. You just never know. Um, log my. You can actually log in online now on an app. So yep. So if you want to log in, you can just uh, log in there. But, but when we get out there, um, usually try and leave. I, I don't like going across the bay in the dark. Because at that time of the year, when the marlin are around, so are the whales. Yeah, for sure. So I tend to try and leave right as it's getting light so I can see across the bay. Would you go out today being confident if it was variables? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Big time? Yeah. No, no whale sightings yet, is there? Not yet. Haven't I heard haven't anything. heard any. They're too yep. busy eating all the yakkers. Yeah. But and that's the, an interesting point you make about leaving at night with the whale, because it's a very... Yeah. Because they get in a um, a trance sort of thing, especially they when they've got... They just sit on their asleep on the surface. Got, yeah, yeah, babies. Because last time we went out there last season, um, got three quarters of the way across the bay and there was a big one just laying on yeah. the surface. And we actually, every it's time... amazing. Every time we see whales, we stop. You Why wouldn't you? stop and watch. And there was a mother and a calf just laying on the surface. Uh, one of the other traps also, um, when you're racing across just on daylight or in the dark, is... It, you, all sounders have a um, a light or a night mode mm. um, because if you've got the lights of the sounder, you can't see what's in front of you. So um, just make sure you run your lights, drop your sounder down, and also it's law to have your anchor light on as you're running. As you're running, for um, sure. I remember going... And it's a good time to mention too, sorry, Gaz, to mention that um, it's actually illegal to, to use your spotlights on the front of your boat when there's a tanker or something coming in. They're remembering their pilot... Um, yep. Operators had contacted the show and say, "Hey, please, guys, when you're heading out, if you've got a spotlight on the front of your bow of your boat or wherever it may be on your canopy, don't turn it on because it's blinding and it's very important that we're able to see the beacon lighting clearly. Yeah. As soon as you pass that tanker, go for broke. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, turn it on. It's all yeah. So just make sure because many uh, quite a few years ago I went marlin fishing with Al." Yeah. Um, Al had a outsider, six two five outsider back then. Yeah. And we're racing across the bay in the dark because a bigger boat we left in the dark. And if it wasn't for a bloke in the boat in front of us drawing on his cigarette, oh. we would have gone straight over the top of them. 
he just happened to draw on his cigarette, and you know how they light up. Yeah, yeah. It glows. We went, holy shit, and swung hard to the right. And, yeah, there was these dudes, no sounder on, no lights, in the dark, chugging their way to the Cape. It was, it was really, really close. So just be... And you know what? That would have made you really, really angry. Well, Because they're putting your life yeah, horribly at risk. That's, that's probably half the reason why I leave. Um, just on that cracking Well, you daylight. don't expect that. No. But, yeah, if he didn't suck on his cigarette, um, we wouldn't have seen them. Most boats you can see their sound of Man upstairs up. looking after you there. Yeah, it was really, really lucky. So, so yeah, we try and leave right on. And when I get... I, I like to start getting my baits in the water when I'm about three or 400 metres from where I want to be. Yeah. So I'm heading towards a bait school. There's a couple of little shoaly patches mm-hmm. not far from bait school. So I'll stop there, um, keep the boat going in forward mm. while I rig up my lines. Now... We spoke about the reels of my TLDs yes. and my pen spin fishers. I run six to eight kilo mono. Yes. I run um, 80 to 100 pound leader. On, on six pound, wow. Yeah, yeah usually wind-ons. Oh, I was going to say, you, could, you couldn't, yeah, unless, yeah. If, it, if I'm really desperate, I'll do a knot, but the knot's like having a blowfly sitting on your line. Yeah, it would be. And what, what you have, if you have a big knot and there's tuna around, that's where they'll go for. Are you using fluorocarbon or no, straight mono? Just straight mono, just your standard mono, eighty and to one hundred. The eighty to one hundred is obviously to counteract the bill. Yes. Yep. yep. And and then on the end of that, I've usually got about ten or eleven, twelve foot because when it's beside the boat, you need something to grab. Wind it into the rod, grab that. Yep. On the end of that leader, I have a clip, whether it be a, a duo lock or a cross lock snap. Cross lock snaps mm-hmm. are so strong. Um, no swivel. I don't run a swivel. On I just tie a snap straight to the end of my leader hmm. um, because, A, swivel will give a bubble trail, tuners, mackerel, yeah. that type of thing, bang, they're on it. And, B, your bait shouldn't spin, so you shouldn't need a swivel. Maybe if, you, if, if your skip baits are doing a bit of a swim, maybe on your skip baits, but not on your swim baits yeah. because of that bubble trail. Yeah. And then my little quick rigs are rigged on 80 to 100 pound as well. Okay. But they're only um, about 10 inches, 12 inches long. Yeah. Um, whether it, I crimp on a, um, a loop on the end, mm. so I'll crimp on or I might even tie a little loop on there. And, and then what I can do is if I get snipped off or a fish hits it, I can undo my duo lock and then just clip another one on and send it back out. Okay. I'm not tying to my leader. And it's the same as when you're fishing for your mackerel. Um, have a, I have a clip on the end of my 80, 100-pound leader, yeah. and then my mackerel lures have got a tiny little bit of all-bright wire, stay-bright wire on. Okay. With a loop on the end, you just open the clip, clip it on, send it out. And once again, no swivels because your baits or your lures shouldn't, shouldn't spin. spin. So no need. It just gives... A, it... It's another another thing that can fail. Yeah. Um, because every now and then you see whether it be a crane swivel or a barrel swivel, every now and then they pop out of each other if they're bought on eBay like Pia's dad does. Right. For, and they can pop out. But you don't need that bubble trail either. Yeah. Um, and try and get dark, a black clip. Rather than gold that looks gold like a... Gold or silver. <laughs> yeah. Because that will flash in the sun. So, yeah, that's what I run a little clip on there. Then I can clip my baits on and off, on and off. And wind-on leaders are so good to go through um, your baits, uh, through your guides, and out they go. So Beautiful. So um, yeah. 
uh, what was it going to there? We've covered the rods, reels, lines, um, yeah. leaders, etc. Your rods, uh, do the rods play an important part? I haven't got super expensive rods, and you don't need them. You don't need them, mate. My um, overheads, yeah, I've got a couple of custom made overheads, yeah, um, that are in that eight kilo, but I've also still got um, some of your the old Shimano range and, and yeah. stuff like that some with a nice little tip you want around that eight kilo you yeah. don't want to run a 24 24 kilo game rod no. um when you're trolling for that you want a little bit give in the tip and then my spin rods there are so many spin rods out there whether it be silstar whether it be shimano whether it be samaki that make spin rods in that six eight to ten kilo range yeah that are in that six foot six do you look for a particular taper no, mate, I just like a, a, a nice loading rod. It, yeah. It's not super soft at the tip. Yeah. It'll load nicely through the rod. Here's a question for you, and yeah. th- this is of every genre of fishing. Like, just about 99% of the rods on the market are fast taper or medium fast taper. When do you use a slow taper? What is a slow taper? Yeah, I don't know. Must it? Slow. Or, a, or a slow medium taper. I, think, I, I never hear it. Or is that like for course fishing? I think, or is, I think some are just. And I'm not being. I'm just being ignorant. I, think, I don't know. I think it's just trend words. Do, yeah, because, like sight fishing. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> that lady paid out on you. Um, well, I paid out on her better. But if you look at my like at a spin rod six 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 eight, um, and you hold the tip of it like old school, you pull it. There's a little bit of give there. It's not super stiff, so the hot, when you pull it doesn't start pulling in your wrist. Loads up a bit and then it start it gives away, then starts yeah. loading up. Because you want them just to have that bit of play. You don't, For sure. You don't want to be rip, ripping because you're fishing mono. You're fishing six and eight kilo mono. There's my car's been stolen. Yeah, yeah. Police going down the road. Um, so you don't want. It adds to the stiff. atmosphere of the show, Gary. So my spin rods, um, mate. One of my best spin rods I ever used for marlin fishing. I actually bought from Peter at Pro Tackle, and it was a pen, a pen PowerPoint or something like that. Power tip? So, yeah, I forget what it was, and it was thirty nine ninety five. Even that would have hurt you. Well, I got the ninety five cents off, so I got it for thirty nine. Good on you, Gary. Um, but one thing with the cheaper rods, and not so much the cheaper rods, I all have them, is I take the butt the butt cap off mm-hmm. and put a a butt cap that fits in your rod holders so it okay. doesn't turn yes so it's got the cross in the, it the cross weave yep yep and so it won't turn in your rod holders so i don't spend a fortune on uh, the rods and reels let's take a caller just in case gary oh, it, it's up to you Mark. hey the last one in jose was a great caller it was morning fishing show marty it's jose again quick quick answer to your question about tapers on rods yes please is where they load up from. If if it's a fast taper, it normally loads up just in the top section. Yes. You get a soft action rod, and it'll load up further down towards where your reel seat is. The butt end. You hang on. Right. Eh. Yeah. Yep. And yep. As the softer it gets, the more you'll see. You'll see some guys fishing, and their rod loads up right up to their hand. Almost like a jig rod. Yes. Yeah. When you say jig rod, it can be. You can still jig with. Um, For sure. You know. It's, yeah. It's what people like. Yep. Um, also, you've got to be aware that some of them fast taper, stiff, stiffer rods work against the angler just as much as they work for the fish. Okay. I can imagine. 
the further you load away from you, the the more pressure you've got to put on to lift up. Yep. Um, and and that's that's basically that's just a uh, quick reference on tapers. All right. Um, that's where they load up. Yep. How far away from the, the your hand grip and that. Yep. And the strength and that you've got to use to to bend them. Yeah. So yeah, it, it plays an important part in your decisions of picking a rod. Definitely. Yeah. Mate, the old yeah. solid fibreglass um, Butterworth. Butterworths, were, <laughs> uh, the spinal section in the hospital used to love you for them. Yeah. Hurt your back. But the best way to go and pick a rod is to pick a rod, turn it upside down, no reel on it, and with the, the, the butt on the ground and roll it in your hands. Yep, yep. And, and that'll give you an idea of where it's going to load up and if there is a kink um, when they... Um, They've cut a lot of it out. Now, when they layer rods, when they roll them, there's always a start and finish point. Yes. And that is, you'll hear people refer to the backbone of the rod. Indeed. And what will happen, when you roll it, it will jump in your hand. Yep. And then you've got to decide whether you're putting the runners on the top or the bottom, and that comes into play because you'll get a lot of rods that aren't, if the backbone isn't, if they've got a backbone and it's not lined up, it will pull to one side. Always want to pull to one side when you've got a fish on or something like that. Well, there you go. Good stuff. Perfect. Good on you, Jose. That's going to make sense to a lot of people. Almost like yeah. a wheel alignment, really. You've got to... It is, it is yeah. Marty. You're yep. exactly right. You've got to run the, uh, line up their runners yep. so that the rod is pulling down. If you've got an overhead rod, they go on the opposite side. They go on one side. And if, you, if you're using the runners under, under the rod, they go on the, a different side. Well, there you go. Especially for budding rod builders, that's a yeah. big yep. thing to be aware of before you start building your blank. Good on you, buddy. Yes. Good, good to talk to you again. Okay, take care and look after yourself. Thanks, Jose. Thanks, Jose. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. Very cluey, that man. Yeah. I told you, he's been around fishing in this town for many, many years. Yep. Let's go to an ad, and when we come back, we'll talk to Gordon at Cleveland Bay Seafood. And then we've oh. got some wonderful prizes really? to give away yeah, there. Got... How good is that Jack? I oh, know. Baby. What Jack? <laughs> It is. Thanks to Ben. Laser cut fish there and he does barbecues, a big dog fabrication. So jump on Facebook and have a little look. Let's go to a song and ad break. And uh, No song, sorry, just an ad break. And then we'll have Gordon on the phone after. Hello, citizens. I'm taking a holiday from crime fighting in Gotham City. No rest from danger, though, because all around us is that deadly daily danger. Thanks, Batman. G'day, it's Dave Daly. Hitching a ride inside your car radio. Nice car you got here, too. Weekdays at Sparrow's Fart. It's very Townsville. The Dave Daly Show, only on 4K1G, too deadly. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sign Mob. They're top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Signs. Now that's a rap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com. Or call Kai at Kai Signs on 0418 Station sponsor. Are you into spearfishing? Tackle World Townsville has the biggest range of spearfishing gear in town. With all the big name brands like Rob Allen, Cressy, Torelli and heaps more. And we'll repair and service your gear. Tackle World on the Ingham Road has it all. See it now Tackle World today. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power 
with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. That time of the morning we head down to have a chat with Gordon at Cleveland Bay Seafood. How are you, Gordo? Not bad, yourselves? Good, thanks, mate. Hey, mate, it was, it, we're just having a chat off air there and I was saying yeah. um, we're having a mar- talking about marlin and it is a, is a nice fish to eat, but you said you're not allowed to, to sell it up here or...? Yeah, a little, you get, the one you eat is the little striped marlin. Yep. Uh, which is normally New South Wales, Victorian and stuff like that. Oh, right, yep. Uh, up here, all your blues and all your other marlins have all got too much mercury. Oh, right. Well, there you go. Every now and then you hear the odd person say it's not too bad. I've never eaten it myself. I normally let them go, but uh, it, it is a table fish in some parts of the country and the world. Yep. How's it been during the week, mate? How the boys been going for you? Yeah, a lot of them have just headed out with this beautiful weather. Yes, yeah, it's looking good it's for a week. Than they thought it was going to be. Yep. Um, so as you as you can see, you can water ski to Maggie Island today. Oh, mate, and yeah, we're stuck in the studio, and you're stuck in the shop. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh well, someone's got to do it, mate. Someone's got to do it. What do you got on the floor for us? That's uh, looking good. Everything. Mate, everything. So we've got our muddies, which is our normal price of thirty dollars a piece, or four for a hundred. Yep. We've got beautiful fresh South Australian oysters there, at twenty three ninety a dozen and stuff like that. But I've gone and done a cracking deal, and I've got a super Saturday special. Yes, go for it. We like them. Cooked cook mixed prawns. Yep. At twenty five ninety a kilo, or ten kilos for forty dollars. Oh, you're giving them away, mate. That's beautiful. Last, and they are the nicest prawns, those mixed ones. There's yeah, bits so you've got a bit of Tiger King and Endeavour, yep. all, all fresh, all local, all caught around here. Yep. But the boys have got a bit of volume, so we need to move it. So, yeah, we've got that. Two kilos for $40. Mate, you can't beat that. How cheap's that? No, it's good value for everyone. Yeah, no, beautiful. How, and the oysters are, uh, are looking good. They're still nice and plump. Oh, mate, from ne- for the next three months, they will be spectacular. Yep. Yeah, everyone wants to eat oysters when it's hot and sunny. You should eat them when it's cold. Because <laughs> yeah. that's when they're the fattest. Yeah, that's, and that's the, they're from South Australia, and in their winter, that's their prime time, isn't it? Yeah, they, they suck up all that nutrients and all that, yep. and, and, and they become beautiful quality. Now, how do you like eating yours, mate? Natural, Mornay, Kilpatrick? What's your favourite? Yeah, I, I, well, as you know, in the shop, we've got the Kilpatrick's already made up. We've yep. got Morno ones already made up in the freezer, ready to go. Uh, natural, if you like. A little bit of uh, nothing wrong with a good old uh, Bloody Mary oyster. <laughs> yep. So, you know, tomato juice, bit of celery, chopped up with a bit of um, vodka in it, and, yeah, a bit over the top of the oyster with a Tabasco sauce. Oh, made it sound so... What's the most you've eaten in one sitting? I don't know. <laughs> you just keep shoveling. Yeah, well, there's always, there's always there, you know. Yeah, it is for you, yes. Ah, uh, so know, nice. You don't. 
Mate, are you, are you still doing the um, fish fillet, crumb fish fillets in the bags? Yeah, mate, great value. Yep. Crumb fish fillets, local local estuary fillets. Yep. Uh, one and a half kilos for $16, already pre-crumbed, ready to go. Oh, mate, it, cheap as, it's perfect. Just add add yep. the chips and away you go. Yep. Hey, good. Well. What was that, sorry? And it eats very well. Yeah, no, very nice, mate. When it's when you guys prepare it as good as you do, it's uh, it's lovely to eat. It's just perfect. Mm. Hey, hey, mate, what time are you open till today? We're five o'clock today and three o'clock tomorrow. Good stuff, Gordo. You Beautiful. have a nice weekend, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. All right, mate. See you then. Thanks, Thanks mate. Gordo. Bye. There's Gordon from Cleveland Bay Seafoods. Always, if those prawns, those mixed prawns for twenty five. Yeah, how good's that? And then two kilos for 40. They are the nicest because, like Gordo said, there's just a spattering of all sorts in there. Ooh, there's a caller. There's, caller, Gazza. Do you want me to take it? I, I th- we've been getting a few marlin questions. All right. There's some interest in the show. Morning fishing show. I just want to get some dingo numbers. Just not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course you can. Who have I got, buddy? What was that, sir? Who have I got, mate? Uh, Karen. Hey, Karen, how's your day going? Not bad so far. Beautiful. What's the plan for the weekend? No, oh, they're shopping. We head back to back to home after shopping. Oh, okay. No fishing, though. No, not this weekend. No, fair enough. Hey, Karen, you're number forty-four, buddy. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, right mate. You, mate. Bye. Bye, mate. Bye, bye. There's Karen. Oh, you're right. You sound like the police. What are you doing? Where are you going? What are you doing for the weekend? Was that you in that car last night? In Kelso? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the Marlin uh, talk has been awesome. Jose just cleared up about the rods. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't use super, super expensive fishing rods. No, no need. I mean, it's, it's exactly no different to mackerel, really. Now, we j- j- a little yeah. bit off topic again. Go for it. I know you're not a micro-guide man. Now, you've just brought yourself a brand-new Dobbins. Well, at Christmas, from the yeah. tackle world, yes. Well, yeah, but you don't like the final four tips. Well, they're tiny. Yep. So, and unless you're putting an FG through it or a wind on, yeah, it's no good to you. So you oh, are my knots will go through it, but they clunk a little bit. No, you can't have that. I've actually what I did the other day, I put a different tip on it. Yeah. So I put a bigger tip on it, a, a bigger diameter six or something like that, instead of the four that's yeah. on it. Look. We may be wrong. Gary and I have the same opinion. We happen to think Microguides is the biggest wank since well, they're, God knows they're a who. Well, bit little for me, and I'm not. But I can't understand what's the point in Microguides. So, well, so it's, it's for accuracy, it's for this, it's, it's for that. It's a way to go now. Everyone does it. No, no, mate, it's, whoever created the FG here's not the made thing Microguides. Fishing, Marty. We all like different. We all like the sport, but we don't like it all the same way. No. Some of us like something different. Someone someone would say to me, oh, what's the point of using mono on your billfish? And I'll, yeah. and I'll give you the point of why I don't use braid. Um, the reason I don't like, and I don't use braid for my mackerel fishing either because mono has up to a third stretch in it. Yes. 33% stretch. So when those fish hit at a speed, um, there's a little bit of stretch in that line, whereas yeah. braid is just almost zero. So mm. as soon as that fish hits, it's in contact on braid with the tip of your rod, with your reel, with your knots, with your hooks, everything. Okay. So there's a weak point for starters for me. I, I like people. A lot of people have never had a problem. Yeah. 
So I go to the mono. It's each of their own, isn't it? It is each of their own. And I go to the mono, and if a fish hits it and it snaps it out of my clip, there's still that added insurance <coughs> of some more stretch. So mm. there's more um, advantage for a hookup for me of, yeah. uh, and it, when it drops back off the outrigger or the flat line. Yeah. Um, so you can do that. I, I get, tell you something that I don't do often but I've done it before hmm. is what they call a shotgun. Um, the big boats will run a shotgun. They'll have their four lines out. Yeah. And then up where the skipper sits, yeah. um, there'll be a line right down the centre, way right. out the back. Is called the shotgun. Might have a lure on it. Yes. Uh, might have a bait on. Usually, normally a big pusher. Yeah. Um, and that'll be out there. Um, so every now and then, if I want to try and get a bit of activity, I'll send one. But you've got to remember, in a small boat with five lines out yeah. and, and turning and circling... Um, could can, be a question. Can be a bit of a challenge. Morning fishing show. Marty, it's Jose. I'll clear up another point for you and we'll call the show Jose's show. Okay, yeah, that's fair it. enough. Reference rods and runners. Yeah. It, where people get into trouble with runners, and I take it, what do you use, overhead? Um, ma- yeah, both. Both. I love both. Spin reels and baitcaster. Okay. If you're use, using an, um, an overhead reel, it depends on the size of the runners as it comes off the reel because it doesn't line up perfectly with the last runner. Yep. So you need to go in size, and this is where you get, if you use a um, side cast on a surf reel, you'd need a dirty great big stripping one on the, on the bottom, the same with a spinning reel. Yes. You get uh, the loops coming off. So once you get past as probably second or third runner, you can reduce down the size. Gary's right with his knots. If it depends on your fishing, and that's what you've got to. Um, you can make fishing as technical as you like, and that's yes. where people get into trouble because um, nothing against salesmen and that in shops, but a lot of time they don't understand the technical part of it. No, it's fair call. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will work in shops and they don't uh, fish or sell boats or fly or whatever. Yep. And and if you really want to be technical, that's how it is, and that's what makes it pleasurable. Yeah, yeah. If 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 you want straight runners, smaller runners, um, and what's inside the runner is that the line actually uh, travels across is the most important part because it, it is. can wear it, um, depending on the heart of your lines and. And all that, it gets, so it gets so technical. Um, and but, but the big thing is, what sort of reel are you running on it? If you're running a big game reel, if Gary's sitting in his boat, in his boat, and he's got a, a eight or nine inch buddy wide game reel, you need a bigger runner on the bottom because you have a look at the angle that it hits that first runner, the closest yeah. one to you. What's the name? Good and stuff. And that slows down and. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Good on you, mate. Im- great Thanks input so. for, for us this week. Love it. Yeah, I know. Look, I have a great respect for this show because I listen to it whenever I can. And, and you guys, um, a, a little bit each other, but that's fair enough. That's good fun to listen to. But oh, mate, like I, I said before, it's Marty at me, mate. I yeah, have so I much under- respect for him. It, I just I can understand that from and your side, Gary, and I can understand Marty when he says my, uh, it's you against him. You know, <laughs> we love each other I'll, to I'll death, mate. Refer- I'll come and referee for you. Oh, mate, he's got no hope with his spindly little <laughs> chicken arms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't like that. Good on you, Jose. <laughs>
But yeah, like I said before, people people listen and can understand, get the information. Yep. Um, you've got a lot to learn on this show, and I prefer this show over. I don't watch the fishing shows on TV anymore because they just laugh stupid. Oh, uh, some yeah. of them you don't do. Think they much do. Information. Good stuff, yeah, mate. We're always learning. Like we always say, mate, um, we, we we can fish in our respective um, areas, but you always learn. So whether it be yep. a 10-year-old kid or or a 100-year-old man, they, lady or man or girl, they, they all have little tips that everyone can learn off, and when you put them all together, uh, it makes you a yep. better fisher person. Gary, 50 years I've been here. When I first arrived, I fished off the breakwater with a 6-inch Albie throwing a pilchard. Yep. Uh, chasing mackerel and I caught these um, Melbourne fish as I call them because the first time I'd ever seen them and I got stripped twice in a row yeah. and uh, two weekends in a row lost uh, four or five hundred metres of bloody six pound line and yep. I showed a, go, a guy a photo and I, I said this Melbourne fish tell me all about it and he says that's mackerel Yes, uh, good. <laughs> where I come from, in New, southern New South Wales you don't see them no good stuff, alright buddy you have a nice weekend yeah, you too. Marty, and talk to me. Get, get my number off Gary, and if you need to know before your show, let me give me a ring and I can help you out. Beautiful. Sounds brilliant. I appreciate it. Good on you, Jose. Thanks, buddy. Okay, take, take care. You we too, will. Mate. Bye. 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 Ah, awesome, mate. That's uh, with our uh, Marlin and a few things we've we've top. If someone's heading out there, let's give a few quick basics before we go to a song and give some prizes away. Yeah. Head out to those shoal areas. Um, the key points, head out to those shoal areas. <coughs> Even if you start around the back of Sally, yep. um, follow those contour lines on your map and then where they change direction the sharpest, start yep. looking around those areas and start looking for your bait. Yeah. And once you find a bait ball on your line, on yep. your um, sounder, um, start fishing around those areas. And your sounders will show up your marlin uh, around the sides of those bait schools or free swimming on the way to those bait schools. Okay. So start looking for those areas, and p- patience is the word. As as we've said, uh, marlin can be seven hours of boredom for 15 minutes of s- just pure excitement. So One that you won't forget. My first yeah. ever one come from Float in the Pilly. Yeah, and they do, mate. And many, many out of uh, Broadhurst. Yeah, many people get them that way, and many people also get them just trolling a laser pro or, yeah, or yeah. whatever it might be, chasing mackerel. Because, like we've said, they're always in the same. I caught area. one on the laser pro at yep. fifty-four. The the hookup is um, the hookup rate's a bit lower, um, but just yeah, you, those areas where you're targeting your mackerel. Um, mm. All through the shoals, all the way down um, to Marinda and those areas. Brilliant. Um, just fish through those areas. Well, the show certainly got some traction. Um, I think people were excited to listen to something different other than our usual Barramundi, which yeah. is a good thing. We need to um, we need to yeah, mate, it's coming, open our minds a bit. Coming to that winter, we can have a little chat about um, spotties and doggies. And, oh, no. And um, no. Spaniards and no. stuff like that coming up through no, winter. No, Gary. So, so it's going to be all right. Let's go to our last song. It's only about Barra. And the harbour. Let's yep. go to our last song. It's your last chance to get in and grab yourself a number if you want a number four seven two double four eight two four. We've got some awesome prizes to give away. So uh, jump on the phones, uh, enjoy this song and ad break, and then we'll be back to give some I prizes. I want to away. talk about mackerel, blue marlin blues, whatever.
Speedliner is the world's toughest spray-on liner, providing strength and reliability for a wide range of applications. Speedline this, speedline that. Extend the life of your Ute tray with Speedliner. Available now at Cool Cars and Customs. Station sponsor. With the COVID-19 lockdowns coming to an end, it's time to book your escape to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Lucinda Fishing Lodge is North Queensland's best-kept secret and only a short drive from Townsville. Take your family, take your mates and take your boat. With unlimited kilometres of the Hinchinbrook Channel to explore or just a short trip to the Great Barrier Reef, the time to book is now. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, what a great escape. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, station sponsor. I'm always in the mood for a great feed from Cleveland Bay Seafood. When it comes to the freshest seafood in North Queensland, it can't be denied. Cleveland Bay Seafood comes straight from the trawler and local fishermen to your plate. Our locally caught fish and seafood is all Australian, no imports here. This is why most Townsville restaurants source their seafood from us. So if you want the freshest and the best, think Cleveland Bay Seafood. And yes, we are a Townsville owned and operated business. Head to 305 Ingham Road, Garbutt, and you'll see why everyone loves Cleveland Bay Seafood. Station sponsor. 
Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Sponsor. If you're looking to enjoy the outdoors this summer, call ALEC. ALEC makes it easy with lithium packages to suit your boat, caravan or camping rig. Ensure faster charging, longer battery run times, solar charging and superior handling as lithium batteries are lighter than ever before. ALEC are your Red Arc specialists. State-of-the-art electric braking systems. Station sponsor. When you're a builder and your father and grandfather were builders before you, it's definitely in your blood. Homes by DJ Jones brings that experience and passion to every home. Homes by DJ Jones build quality homes at a true turnkey price with no hidden extras. If you're looking for peace of mind when you build, see their new display home at Harris Crossing featuring the new Tesla Powerwall. Homes by DJ Jones. Your home, your future, their reputation. Station sponsor. Racing and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. You know, I used to love going walkabout. But ever since that Motorco mob delivered me my four-wheel drive, I stopped walking. Thanks to Motorco, I now prefer to drive about. They even arrange finance. Just to let you know, you need a new rig, you should go with Motorco. Station sponsor. It's Queensland Small Business Month. Time to celebrate and support local. Visit business.qld.gov.au forward slash QSBM to find events that will help your business, wherever you are and whatever you do. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. Uh, we had George ring in over the break just to touch, retouch on the outriggers for the boat. Mine yeah. being mine being a um, a 4.6 and it's got rather wide gunnels. Yeah. And I've got mine mounted on the gunnels. I bought an actual kit. They were Wilson riggers back then. I don't think Wilson do them anymore. But mine are telescopic. Two Would pieces. Relax do a trailer boat? Oh, uh, yeah, most of them do. I think Tiger do a, do it. There's so many brands. It's just a matter of Googling. And mine are mounted on uh, hexagonal base plates on my... Um, gunnels. So my base can you get a close up and maybe yeah. put it on their yeah. page? Mine are actually surface mounted, and a lot of the um, sets you can actually recess them into your gunnel. Okay. And then they're multi stages, so you can have them straight out, ninety degrees, or bring them back a little bit, or whatever you feel like. That's clever. Um, but if you surface mount, make sure you've got a base plate, even if you um, through gunnel mount. Mm. Um, if you've got a console. You can actually get them that attach to your consoles as well yeah. um, and stick out the side of your boat. So you want approximately um, to, to be out um, 8 to 10 foot out the side of your boat on a trailer boat. Not a long way out. The only reason that the outriggers are there are to hold your baits out wider because you're running four baits. Yeah. So you don't want your four baits compressed. You can do that. Mm. And before I got outriggers... 
Here's another way I used to do it. Before I had outriggers, I have two rod holders on the side of my boat halfway down. Yeah. And those rod holders halfway down the side normally face out to the side of your boat. So when you're bait fishing in the creek, you're sitting side on, you put your rod holder in and it's pointing the direction you want to go. Yeah. So you can use them. If you use spin rods that are in that six foot six to seven foot or whatever you fancy, you can use them as your outriggers. So send your skipping bait out, put those rods in those rod holders and then instead of taking the line from the tip of your rod Mm. and putting in a clip and sending out take it from your reel so what you're doing is where where your line comes through the the bail arm on your reel grab that with your finger and pull that towards a a spot where you can fit a lacquer band around your line and then clip it onto a handrail with the lacquer band, and that'll give you enough drop back without having to buy <coughs> outriggers. Yeah. I've actually got some, I bought some blue clips that clip onto the handrail. They're just from a camping store. Okay. And I think they're for clotheslines and stuff like that. And if I'm lazy and don't want to put up my outriggers, because it might be a little bit rough. Yeah. Because it's a pain in a little boat having to pull an outrigger in. So sometimes I'll do that, grab the line, clip this clip onto my handrail at the mm. back of the boat grab my line with a lacquer band and hook that over it. So that'll give me about 1.2 of drop back. And the drop back, when the fish hits my bait, it snaps that lacquer band. Yep. It's enough time for it to swallow that bait and um, away it goes. It's okay. all fun. So there's a lot of good things you can do. That was very well described, Gazza. So George, you, uh, you, your outriggers you want to look for, I have telescopic because they're um, so handy you can... You haven't got all the room in a big boat. And one of the keys on... You talk, uh, I'm putting my bingo balls Yeah, one of the keys in small boat marlin fishing is making sure your deck is clear of everything. Yes. You don't want to be tripping over tackle bags. You don't want to be stepping over gaffs. Not that you have a gaff there, but you might get a mackerel. You don't want to be trying to pick up a fillet and knife and move that out of the way. You don't want to be stepping over... A box that's got your lunch in it. Everything's got to be perfect. You need a nice open area. Because when they get to the boat, that's yeah. when the serious time starts. That's where you can be injured. Um, your decky or your, your fishing buddy can be injured. So you, you don't want to be tripping over a tackle bag. Everything's got to be out of the way and you want to be organised. So For sure. Hopefully... Um, that helped a few people and got a bit of juices flowing for a bit of marlin fishing. I reckon it does. Good job. It's good job. Let's good give job. some... Hey, speaking of good job, before we do that, before we give yeah. away prize, how's this for a bloody chuff-worthy moment? I was just talking to Nathan in the in the air break. Nathan's actually calling from Birchip in Victoria. He's um, He listens to him and his uh, workmates. He's in the excavator at the moment. So, uh, morning, Nathan, boys. you're a bloody legend. You, you made Gazamai's morning. Birdship. No, Birch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Birdship, Victoria. Strange Birch, you idiot. Strange name for it. Sorry, Nathan. Do you have to excuse my um my illiterate co-host? <laughs> Good on you, Nathan. Good well, on you, boys. Well, so who was I talking to before? Um, oh, one of the guys, and um, he was saying, because I mentioned about the trawlers, the leader prawns that the wharfie gave us yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks, and um, he was saying that he was um, he describes it as uh, bird shit beach, and, uh, a dog, dog shit beach. And I'm like, dog shit oh. beach? I've never heard of it. And he said, you know, down at the South Towns where oh, everyone walks their the dogs, <laughs> and that's dog shit beach. Anyway, uh, one of the trawler guys come up and, and offered him a, um, a spare cart and a prawns that he had, so uh, which Gave was wonderful. plastic bags, picked no. his dog turds up. No, Gary. Oh, oh, well, I thought. 
Well, and morning to the boys at Sonoma, Bravis, Cannington. Oh, where else? Where's Ruckus and all the boys out in the mines and girls out in the mines? And anywhere that you are listening from. Time to give some stuff away. What do you want to give away first, mate? Well, we're going to leave the big mangrove jack to last if you want. Yeah. Or what? Yes, if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Let's give away the $50 Cleveland Bay Seafood Voucher courtesy of Gordon and the gang at Cleveland Bay Seafood. If you want some awesome seafood um, and you need <coughs> fishing gear, just duck into Tackle World and then go next door to Gordon on Ingham Road and you get everything you need. Because you know what? This is one of my favourites when I'm marlin fishing because there's a lot of in-between nothing and you're just sitting in your boat looking at sounders, looking at the landscape. Um, nothing nicer than peeling prawns and throwing the shells over the side and eating the prawns as you're just cruising along. Oh, Gary, you've said a wonderful scenario there. There we go. Do you like that? Remember I when we had prawns in the studio I, one day? I was covered in bloody... I, 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 you I, ate the shells. I left the uh, studio flicking backwards. Well, <laughs> I, did a, I did a marlin tournament with Dave Douglas from Douglas and Miller Crash Repairs in yes. Dave's big uh, Hanes, and Dave had mud crabs, and there is... If there's one thing that beats sitting back eating prawns when you're marlin fishing, it's another thing sitting back cracking mud claw, mud crab claws and just chewing away. <laughs> Mate, I didn't even want a marlin to go near the no. baits. I was stuffing my face so I good. bet you were. Go All right, you, I've spun this enough. Go for it. All right, we have a number seven. Seven. Is that your sheet or my sheet? I don't, no, yours. I worked Seven. backwards from 100. You worked up. Peter. Peter. Peter with a P-E-T-R. Yeah. Jump on the phones, Pete. Number seven. You've won yourself the awesome $50 Cleveland Bay Seafood Voucher. Thanks to Gordon and the gang. There we go. Pete's already on the phone. Morning fishing show. Yes. Ringing up number seven for Peter. Oh, your voice is very... Oh, very feminine voice, Peter. Hey, what's going on? Jock's on too tight today. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's actually gone fishing down the Horton and left me in charge. Oh, that's all right. Hey, you guys have won the $50 Cleveland Bay Seafood Voucher. I'll drop that off at Cleveland Bay Seafood after the show. So when you're cruising by during the week, um, just see the gang behind the counter and say there should be a fishing show voucher here for us. I'd go pick it up right yep. now, as soon as the show's finished, and then stuff yourself full of prawns. And then tell before they get home. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, left me in charge. I ate your prize. Yeah, good stuff. All right, thanks. Who've we got? Sandra. Hey, hey, Sandra. Yeah, just eat them all on him. Go and grab it now. And it must have been hard for you to have to listen to this program. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to stop shopping to come and listen to it. You stopped shopping. <laughs> Good yeah, girl. Come and listen to the show. Oh, good stuff. Thank you, Dave. All right, Sandra. You have a nice weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. There's Sandra on behalf of Peter, who went fishing. Pete's probably listening in his boat. Morning, Pete. Well done. You've won yourself awesome prize. What have we got, bloke? Uh, let's give away the Motor Marine bag, thanks to the gang at Motor Marine. Hey, what's in this? Is this good? Oh, that? hang on. Let me go back to the back of the studio, mate. Because there's some serious stuff in these Motor Marine bags. Mate. You brought in some bloody awesome prizes today. Yeah, I'm the prize king, mate. You know that. We have. Hey, what, what do I get next week? A Wonder Wobbler and maybe a bloody bit of old half-spooled braid? I'll give you a pool noodle from the reject shop. <laughs> I was wondering what you're going to say, then. <laughs> oh, you and your pommy accent, I'll give you a pool. <laughs> I'll give you a noodle. We've got 
A Mercury Marine shirt worth a hundred and thousand dollars. Hundred and thousand. A Mercury camo trucker's cap. We've got a Mercury. Oh, look at that! I don't know whether they've got that anymore. The Mercury water bottle. And that's not just a normal plastic wall, but that's a proper. This is a hundred and thirty dollar value in this bag. Well, it was. It's now only twenty bucks. That's all right. Did you get what you wanted? Yeah, I'm right now. All right, so good lad. Let me throw that back there. So the Mercury Marine bag, courtesy of Motor Marine. All right, without further ado, go for it, Marty. Eighty-five. Eighty-five is. Oops, not one of mine. It's one of mine up there. Mark, jump on the phones, Mark. You've won yourself. The awesome prize bag from Motor Marine, the gang down there on Bayswater Road. And we're thinking of them in this little tough time they're going through. Here we go. Mark's all over the phone. Let me get him. Morning fishing show. Hey, how you going, mate? Good on you, Mark. You've yeah. Hey, you're uh, Cleveland Palm, Mark. I am. Oh, just speaking to you on the phone. You're one of the, the late ones. You got out of bed at court to, court to 10, got a number and one. <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> hey, uh, that is not true. Mark no. Mark turned on at 7 o'clock this morning, didn't you, Mark? I did. Good on you, buddy. I've got before the sun. <laughs> oh, we get here in the dark at the studio. I don't know why. The show starts at 7. Suppose it's when well, I... We need time to backstab everyone before we start, <laughs> mate. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Mark, this bag gets dropped off at Motor Marine on Bayswater Road on Monday or Tuesday. So later on in the week... Um, head down to uh, Motor Marine and pick that up. No worries. Sounds good. Thanks very much for that. No worries, buddy. Have a good weekend. Cheers. You too. See you later. Bye, See mate. you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. I, we usually call Cleveland Palm Hillbilly heavy, but heaven, but he sounds too big. He might bash us. Well, he sounded intelligent too. Oh. This is oh, a good Gaza. prize. Here's a good prize, Marty. The laser cut. Is it aluminium or what is it? It's, I think it's alloy. It's pretty light. Yeah, but it's gorgeous. It and is. this is the mangrove jack one. This is the mangrove jack that's been screwed to my front fence, so excuse all the holes in it. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> this from, you have uh, no dignity, Muriel. From ben from Big Dog Fabrications. Thank you, Ben. Anyone wants a fire pit or anything like this done, just uh, give the game. Look up Big Dog Fabrications on Facebook. Yeah. Plus, uh, we put um, the pictures of these uh, groovy prizes on our Facebook page. And at the bottom of it was Ben's business card, so you can get all the information from there. Good stuff. He probably does boat welding and stuff like that. Well, well, he's a welder as well, yeah. so yeah. Everything. Well, so am I, but not a good one. Not a good one at all. No. Well, I'm a hopeless welder. Oh, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball, Gaz, have like got, I do every episode. Have you got to? Fire away, Marty, for this awesome mangrove jack laser cut by Ben. Number five, Gary. Number five is... It's yours. James. James, jump on the phone. James, you've won yourself this awesome wall hang, wall hanging. It'll be look at that speed. ball hanging, wall hanging, speed dial. Like it when we're on speed dial. Morning fishing show. Morning, Gary. How you doing? Good, James. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. You've won yourself this awesome mangrove jack from uh, Benny over there at Big Dog. You're gonna bloody love it. Look on our Facebook page if you haven't seen it yet. But you can pick it up any time after 11 from the, uh, Tackle World. from Tackle World today, mate. Beautiful. Thank you very much, guys. No, mate, it's a perler. You'll be able to hang it anywhere you like. I reckon the front fence. I reckon. Mind you, you risk it getting stolen then. Are you married, you? James? No, not yet. Have you got a girlfriend? Yeah, mate, 11 years. Have you got a photo of you both together on the wall? 
Oh, it's it's it'll replace that. Yeah, flick that, mate. Put this up where that hangs. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> or leave your half of the photo there and put the jackhead over the old girl, mate. <laughs> Hey, mate, this will be a tackle world for you when you get around to getting there. Thanks, guys. Good on you, mate. Thanks heaps, buddy. Yeah, You have a nice weekend. Thank you. Thanks, James. Bye. See you, buddy. James just getting his ears boxed. We've gone over, Gazza. Yeah, I'll sort that out, mate. I I, I can do that. Righto. Marty, what an awesome show. Thanks Great so show. You've done that. well today. Uh, we hope everyone enjoyed a little bit uh, of a uh, Marlin show. I know it's We'll do it. another one in 2038. Yeah, when people still can't catch one. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Marty, it's been awesome again, as usual. You have a nice week. Are you fishing on the weekend? You know, I think I'm going to drop the boat in. Tonight. I think so, yeah. Uh, be careful tonight uh, if you're heading down the port. Um, there's military exercises on throughout the nights. <sighs> so just make sure you check on the internet. Does that mean there'll be security everywhere? There is security everywhere because there's... Well, what am I going to do? Probably be arrested. <laughs> well, we'll put it on the Facebook page. I'll tell you what you do. I'll tell you what We're you only do. joking, obviously, boys. Obviously, the army are doing dry firing and everything. Oh, you'll be fine there. Um, around the port. So just wrap a towel around your head and grow your beard a little bit more and start running around. Do you like my beard I've got going on at the moment? Is that what you call it? Um, so, yeah, just be careful heading down the harbour. There is activities on tonight with the army with some practice. There's an enemy attacking the... But didn't they know there was a chance I was going down? Well, they did. Have a nice weekend, everyone. Be safe on the water. Be safe on the roads. We want <laughs> you all back next week. Thanks, everyone who donates awesome prizes, the awesome sponsors we have yep. for this show. Uh, have a good weekend. I won't be here next week because no, I've got the Barra tournament, but I'll ring in on yeah. Saturday morning. I'll see who I'm going to get in. Uh, maybe Adrian from Sticks and Wood. Yeah, mate. That'd be yep. great, having Sticks and Wood back in, have a chat about his homemade custom lures. That They're bloody really good. Cool. All right, everyone. Have a nice weekend. Uh, enjoy yourselves. We'll catch you all Cheers. next Saturday.